Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Months of preparation and 10 days of practice and qualifying have led us to this afternoon's 38th running of the Daytona 500. Columbia, Tennessee's Sterling Marlin has the chance today to do what no other driver has done before in the history of the 500, win the race three straight years. Marlin says anything less than a victory would make his week in Daytona very disappointing. I love his place and team loves it, and to come here and, uh, and run third or fourth, uh, I'd be disappointed. And we're going to try to do everything just like we're doing, and, and uh, we'll hopefully repeat this thing. To win again, Marlin will have to defeat tough challenges from Bush Pole winner Dale Earnhardt, still seeking his first 500 win, and 1991 winner Ernie Irvin, trying to put an exclamation point on his dramatic return to the circuit after near-fatal injuries a year and a half ago. From the Daytona International Speedway, the 38th Daytona 500, next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. All right, stand by. Sponsored to get a stand by. Goody's Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Cloudless blue skies and 57 degrees have greeted an estimated 180,000 race fans who've jammed the Daytona International Speedway to see the 38th running of the Daytona 500. Good afternoon and welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the race. I'm Alan Bestwick. The Daytona 500 very simply is the greatest stock car race in the world. There are others that are older and longer and even pay more money, but the Daytona 500 is the greatest stock car race in the world. Why? Because somehow right from the very first opening of the Daytona International Speedway, this race and this speedway seems to produce magical moments in the sport. If you were to think back and make a list of the ten most memorable races you've ever viewed, chances are at least five of them would be Daytona 500s over the years. Joining me topside, a man that's seen every one of the 500s over the years, our MRN anchorman Barney Hall. Barney, basically three main storylines for the race today. Dale Earnhardt, Ernie Irvin, and Sterling Marlin. Yeah, Earnhardt has been here. This will be his 18th try at winning a Daytona 500. He's done everything you can do down here except win a 500. For Ernie Irvin, as you touched on when he came on there, I think if he could win here today, it certainly would establish his comeback that he's for real, he hasn't lost a thing, and he's here to stay. For everybody else in the field, the three or four cars at the front right now are the ones they're all concerned with. But there always seems to be, as you said, a couple of stories that pop up once this race gets underway. There's always one or two cars that suddenly run up in that lead pack, have a shot to win all day long that you don't expect. And the season kicks off 
for us, most sports come down to the end of the season. They have the Super Bowl. They have the World Series, that type deal. You come to Daytona, and right out of the box, as you said, it's the biggest race of the year. There's always an electricity in the air down in the pits everywhere else here. Everybody that comes here, when you get to this day, there's nothing like it in our sport. The drivers competing in today's Daytona 500 looking for their share of some $3,421,168. That is the purse for the 38th running of the Daytona 500. Down trackside now, the 43 cars ready to start the race assembled. Drivers climbing aboard their machine. The man on the pole, a man still seeking that first win in the Daytona 500. The story has been much publicized over the year. He is seven-time NASCAR Winston Cup champion Dale Earnhardt of Kannapolis, North Carolina, and our Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee is with him. And he started it all off last Saturday with the Bush Pole, 189.510. Dale Earnhardt, it's the 18th try. Did you find anything in practice yesterday that can make it 1 for 17 instead of 0 for 18? A good race car. We really got a good car here. Uh, the race engine ran great and uh, the practice was great. Uh, you know, I got to send uh, my prayers and my thoughts out to my family, uh, Jay, my Uncle Jay and Ramona, Aunt Ramona over in uh, Winter Garden, Florida. We lost uh, my cousin Lynn Friday uh, to an accident. He's the same age as I was, grew up with the boy, and he's uh, an awful good family over there. And I want to send our prayers to them. But uh, we'll try to win this Daytona 500 for the first time. Uh, I think we got a great race car for it, and all the team's pumped up for it. Everybody's heart rate's up, and it's time to go. You sized up the competition yesterday afternoon. Who's going to be the people that you're going to have to deal with most? I got them surrounding me right here. There's one or two more back through the pack. I'm sure that's got their act together since the qualifying races. But uh, really, the guys right here around me, behind me, is going to be the guys to beat. Well, it's been a typical week for Dale Earnhardt. He picked up his 27th and 28th win Thursday and Friday here at the Daytona International Speedway. But this is the big one. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers. The ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on turn four at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Counting down to the firing of engines at the Daytona International Speedway for the running of the Daytona 500. Welcome back. Motor Racing Network here to bring it to you live from start to finish. We've talked with the Bush Pole Sitter, the man on the outside of the front row who won the second of the Gatorade 125 qualifying races on Thursday, is Ernie Irvin. His remarkable comeback story continuing here at Daytona this week. The 1991 winner of the 500 ready to try for a second victory. Winston Kelly of Rock Hill, South Carolina is with him. And what a difference a year makes. Ernie Irvin, you've been back in a race car. You've been back in victory lane but this is the Daytona 500 the first time since the accident your thoughts your emotions your feelings before you fire them up uh, you know my thoughts are I'm just thankful to, to be back here racing let alone um, be back here for the Daytona 500 and uh, you know the emotions are just flowing tremendously um, I pre- the emotions are going to start flowing a lot when when I can finally put my helmet on and I can put my game face on and, and be prepared but um, it's exciting um, you know, appreciate all everybody's support and, uh, you know, everybody that's been involved. And uh, these guys that gave me a great race car today, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, get a black car in victory lane. Everybody's talked about the circumstances. It takes the right set of circumstances to win this race. What set of circumstances is Ernie Irvin looking for those last 20 laps or so for it to go in your favor? Um, just get to those last 20 laps and um, have, a, have a car that's uh, still capable of running like it has been running. And, uh, 
you know, we just have to do all of our, our watch our P's and Q's, make sure that we, uh, you know, definitely have a car towards the end. Regardless of where he finishes today, it's great to see him back here at the Daytona 500. The Texaco Haviland Ford rolls off second. And I got a feeling he'll be at the front of the field most of the afternoon. Sterling Marlin, not many drivers have had the chance to win three Daytona 500s in a row. Today, he can rewrite the record books here by becoming the first to do it. How does he feel about his chances? Let's get his thoughts with Eli Gold. Well, Sterling, how do you feel about your chances? We feel real good, Eli. The Kodak Chevy's working good and had a real good late practice yesterday. And, uh, weather's the same, and uh, we're just looking here to have a good time. We just hopefully we're in contention you know, to win the thing with uh, you know, 10 to 15 miles to go. And uh, if we're there, we should be in good shape. This is the first Daytona 500 I have ever been on pit road, and I am struck by the fact that you seem to be the coolest person around here. Family members, crew members, they're all on edge. You seem to be like you're just going out to do something you love to do. Well, just another Saturday short track uh, race in Nashville on Saturday night. So uh, it's more than that. But, uh, you know, we've we come down here and, and we've done all we could do. And if it's in the cars to win it, uh, we'll win it. If it's not, we won't. Sterling Marlin, very philosophical. Don't even have to ask him if he wants to win here today. That would be the biggest thing to happen in that young man's career. We've talked with three of the drivers we think will be major factors to win the Daytona 500 this afternoon. The fourth was the gentleman who won the Bush Clash one week ago today. He is Dale Jarrett, driving the second car out of the Robert Gates Racing Stables. Jarrett, the 1993 winner of this race, will start this afternoon in the seventh position. Let's get his thoughts. Well, there has been a lot of talk about the other Dale, but the people in the garage area and the competitors think that this Dale, Dale Jarrett, can win this Daytona 500. Can you win it, Dale Jarrett? I think we can. We've got a good car in this uh, Ford Quality Care, Ford Credit, Thunderbird. And, you know, if things go our way all day, uh, we've got a shot at winning it. Uh, there are a number of fast cars here. My teammate Ernie Irvin uh, with his car. And John Andretti's got a good race car here as far as Fords. But uh, got a lot of Chevrolets we got to got to work with, uh, against here and uh, try to outrun them. But I think that we've got a shot. But when it comes down to the end, will it make any difference whether it's a Pontiac or a Ford or a Chevy as a dancing partner? No, it doesn't really. You just have to have someone that will work with you. Uh, that's the whole key is, is to have a fast car as a partner, and, and no matter what make it is, as long as they're going to work with you and, and don't hang you out, kind of like I got done the other day. But uh, you know, it would help if there was a Ford there with me to go. Been a good week for Dale Jarrett. He won the Bush Clash. Then he wrapped up yesterday second in the Goodies 300. Dale Jarrett starts seventh. At the Daytona International Speedway, moments away from firing the engines for the 38th Daytona 500. Let's take a look at the starting lineup, the way they'll roll off from the green flag. Starting 43rd is Rusty Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri. The 42nd starter is Hutch Strickland of Calera, Alabama, with Brett Bodine of Chemung, New York, going in 41st. 40th starter is Darrell Waltrip of Franklin, Tennessee, with Nashville, Tennessee's Bobby Hamilton going 39th. 38th is Jeff Bodine of Chemung, New York. Joni Macek of Lakeland, Florida, goes 37th. The 36th starter is Ricky Craven of Newburgh, Maine. Bobby Labonte of Corpus Christi, Texas, will go from 35th. 34th is Jeff Purvis of Clarksville, Tennessee. The 33rd starter is Kenny Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri. Starting 32nd, Lake Speed from Jackson, Mississippi, and Rick Mast of Rock Ridge Bats, Virginia, goes 31st. 30th on the field, Chad Little from Spokane, Washington. Kyle Petty out of Randall, North Carolina, will square off 29th this afternoon. 28th, driver Dick Trickle. He's from Wisconsin's Rapids, Wisconsin. Johnny Benson of Grand Rapids, Michigan, will start 27th, the only rookie in the field here for the Daytona 500. Starting 26th, Steve Grissom from Gadsden, Alabama, fresh off that goodies win here yesterday in the Bush Grand National Cars. Starting 25th, Robert Presley of Asheville, North Carolina. 24th starter will be Loy Allen of Raleigh, North Carolina. 23rd, Dave Marcus of Wausau, Wisconsin. 
22nd, Derek Cope of Spanaway, Washington, and Bill Elliott of Dawsonville, Georgia, goes 21st. The 20th starter is Ted Musgrave of Franklin, Wisconsin. Berwick, Pennsylvania's Jimmy Spencer goes from 19th. 18th is Elton Sawyer of Chesapeake, Virginia, with Mike Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri, going 17th. 16th is Jeff Burton of South Boston, Virginia. Batesville, Arkansas's Mark Martin will go from the 15th spot. 14th starter is Jeremy Mayfield of Owensboro, Kentucky. Ward Burton of South Boston, Virginia, goes 13th. 12th is Morgan Shepard of Conover, North Carolina. And Owensboro, Kentucky's Michael Waltrip goes from the 11th spot. And a look at the top 10. Ricky Rudd of Chesapeake, Virginia, will start from 10th this afternoon. Wally Dahlenbach from Basalt, Colorado, starts 9th. The 8th position belongs to Jeff Gordon of Pittsburgh, Indiana. Dale Jarrett out of Hickory, North Carolina, will start 7th. Starting 6th, John Andretti of Indianapolis, Indiana. Our fifth position belongs to Terry Labonte of Corpus Christi, Texas. Starting fourth will be Ken Schrader of Fenton, Missouri. Sterling Marlin of Columbia, Tennessee. Start your engines! All right, now that's the way to get into it. Sterling will start in third position this afternoon. On the front row, Ernie Irvin of Salinas, California. Starts second, and Dale Earnhardt of Kannapolis, North Carolina, on the front row. It's going to be an interesting first five laps. Absolutely will be. That was John Leach, the chairman and chief executive officer of Western Auto Stores, the grand marshal of the race, giving the command to fire the engines and get the 38th Daytona 500 underway. Cars sitting on pit road with the engines running, warming the oil, getting all the fluids up to temperature before they'll roll off for the first of three pace laps. Then they'll turn them loose. 200 laps, 500 miles the distance this afternoon. The 38th Daytona 500. It should be a great one. The start is just minutes away. NASCAR Today is produced by MRN Radio and sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. From the Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Daytona 500. It was 1959 when the first Daytona 500 was held here at the Daytona International Speedway. Lee Petty and Johnny Beauchamp crossed the start-finish line side-by-side with a lap car involved also in a photo finish that took 61 hours to determine the eventual victor. Today, the 38th running of the Daytona 500, looking for perhaps a new chapter in the history book as Tennessee's Sterling Marlin tries to become the first man ever to win the 500 in three consecutive years. Richard Petty won it back-to-back in 19. 73 and 74. Cale Yarborough won the 500 back-to-back in 1983 and 84. Neither was able to make the three-peat. Today, Sterling Marlin comes in having won the 1994 and 95 editions of the Daytona 500, looking to write his name into the history books as the 
first man ever to make the triple. Welcome back, Motor Racing Network, live at Daytona International Speedway. The field is on the speedway now, broken up into two groups, the front and back half of the fields, each following a black Pontiac Firebird Trans Am pace car, which is pacing them now at the speed that they will roll through pit road at. The field broken up into two different segments, so the drivers get a better look at their tachometer, stay a little bit more tightly bunched, and know what speed they'll be expected to run when they make pit stops later on in the race. After this one pace lap, they'll make two more trips around. They'll bunch the field up. We'll turn them loose for 200 laps of racing around the two-and-a-half-mile Daytona International Speedway in what should be a very exciting Daytona 500 for 1996. That is probably going to be the understatement of the day right there. I can guarantee you that. Everybody's kind of concerned about that big pack of cars. Usually we see a 10 or 12 car draft. Everybody I talk to says it could be 20 or 25 cars, and not just for the first four or five laps, but just about all day. They're down on the west end of the speedway. That's where turns one and two lie here at Daytona. Let's meet the gentleman who will be covering the action for us over in turn number two of Hampton, Virginia, Joe Moore. Thank you, Barney. It certainly is beautiful out here today, contrasting yesterday's cold weather. We have temperatures around 60, 65 degrees. Wind is laying down. I'm looking over a sea of motorhomes and race fans all out here at this end of the racetrack getting ready for the start of the Daytona 500. The cars climb at 31-degree banking of turn one, and that's where they start choosing drafting partners they'll be working with coming off turn two. Because of the new engine rules this year, the draft has become as important as ever, if not more so this year. We've seen already this week how if you choose the wrong drafting partner or if no one goes with you, you go to the rear of the pack. We'll be seeing a lot of that happening here this afternoon as the cars exit turn two and hit this back straightaway. Cars will begin to wind it up in full song and in that draft down the back straightaway, 3,600 feet long in full view of Kurt Becker of Altamont, Illinois. And because of the size of this backstretch, Alan, the case today on the back straightaway will be not who you know, but who knows you and who is going to step out of line and go with you when you decide to try to get inside and hook up in a draft and start picking up some positions. This backstretch is nearly 12 football fields long, roughly. You can get three wide and even four wide if you have to on the back straightaway here at Daytona. And when they swing into turn number four, that is one of the most critical corners here at the Daytona International Speedway. It almost looks like they scrub that wall every time they come off there. Fred Armstrong of Portland, Oregon, will cover the action there this afternoon. Thanks, Barney. Good afternoon, everybody. They ought to call turn four pad four because it can be a launching pad for you in the draft if you hit it just right. The drivers will come down that back straightaway. They'll swing up into turn number three. They'll scramble around, pick their drafting partners, and then set up for turn number four. If you can hit it just right, you'll get your launch. If you hit it wrong, the other drivers will eat your lunch. Field now working down the main straightaway through the 18-degree bank trioval, the 1,200-foot short straightaways that connect the corners at either end of the speedway. With this start-finish line trioval area, Darrell Waltrip and Bobby Labonte, who will both be starting near the tail end of the field, both choosing to stop on this last pace lap and top off the fuel tank. We expect the fuel range today to be between 55 and 57 laps for these cars, but if you can have that extra splash of fuel, it could make the difference between winning and losing this race. Twice now, we've seen the 500 in recent years decide on fuel mileage. I remember Jeff Bodine winning the race in 1986 on fumes when Dale Earnhardt had to stop for a splash of gas late in the race. Darrell Waltrip, one of the guys just topping off that fuel tank, won the race in 1989, staying out on the speedway when Ken Schrader had to pit for a final splash of fuel. So that fuel mileage, how the caution flags fall, all of that will factor into the strategy in determining the 500 win this afternoon. Brett Bodine also has to drop to the back of the pack. He is starting a backup car after an accident in the Gatorade 125 
drives on Thursday, so he goes to the back of the pack in a backup car. Bobby Labonte is also in a backup car after his accident that saw him get over on his head in the qualifying race on Thursday. He has taken advantage of needing to go to the back of the pack by stopping to top off the fuel tank before we go green flag racing. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Uh-huh. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. The quickest Daytona 500 that has ever been run was Buddy Baker's 1980 victory. 177.602 miles an hour was the average speed. Took 2 hours, 48 minutes, and 55 seconds to cover the 500 miles. This afternoon, Dale Earnhardt, Ernie Irvin, Sterling Marlin, Ken Schrader, and others will try and cover the distance as fast as they can and quicker than anyone else to see if they can be the winner of the 38th Daytona 500. Field now working off of turn number four. Behind the Pontiac Firebird Trans Am pace car, Elmo Langley at the wheel there atop the starter stand. Larry Higby, the president of 76 Products Company, the honorary starter, getting set to wave the green flag and get the 38th Daytona 500 underway. Here comes the field towards the start. 1,200 feet from the start-finish line coming down. Green flag is in the air and 180,000 fans ready to watch the Daytona 500. It will take a little ways to get up to full song heading into turn number one. Nobody pulling out to pass. They stay door to door, and that's the way they go into the corner. Chevy and Ford side by side. Earnhardt and Irvin at it strong going into turn one for the first time in the 1996 Daytona 500. Sterling Marlin sitting behind on the second row. Ken Schrader to his outside. A high-speed pace lap underway. Now Sterling drops down low. Sterling had seen the car of Dale Earnhardt filling the lane in front of him. Now he goes all the way down to the inside lane of the backstretch. Earnhardt is going to get kicked out, double teamed, and dropped back in the middle lane of traffic. Winding it all the way up to 190 miles an hour. Here's Ernie Irvin leading the pack out of turn four. First lap of the Daytona 500, and Irvin shows the way. Off of turn number four. For the first time, Ernie Irvin is going to lead lap number one of the Daytona 500. Ken Schrader single file in second. John Andretti breaks out of line in third. Then side by side for fourth and fifth. Sterling Marlin and Jeff Gordon. Dale Earnhardt fell back to the 11th spot. He's trying to gain some of that back. Earnhardt's making it three wide diving down to the inside of Wally Dallenbach and Mark Martin picks up one spot there meanwhile up front single-handedly showing the way it's Ernie Irvin right behind him the battle is on John Andretti to the outside Ken Schrader down low with the fans on their feet along the backstretch double wide racing stacking up several rows deep behind race leader Ernie Irvin the first car on the inside lane is the Ken Schrader Chevrolet Schrader tucks it right down to the inside of the racetrack on the outside is Andretti up front Irvin all by himself behind two by two you couldn't race any harder if this were the final lap and they were going for the win. They come back down to the line all out front by himself. That's Ernie Irvin. The battle's for second place. John Andretti on the high side down to the bottom of the racetrack. Ken Schrader then riding on the high groove back in that third row is Jeff Gordon. They're at it again in turn one. Andretti hoping for some drafting aid from Jeff Gordon. Gordon follows him. They'll go wide trying to get by Ernie Irvin. Leaving Irvin right in the middle. They're going by on the outside and the inside. Ken Schrader takes the lead off turn two. And he's going to bring some traffic with him as he hits 
the back straightaway. Sterling Marlin moves up into the second spot. John Andretti's trying to crank down inside. The only problem, Terry Labonte's car fills the inside lane in turn three. What a move by Dale Earnhardt. Three wide at the end of the straightaway. He picks up four positions, shuffles into the fifth spot. Now, coming off the corner, Schrader has some heat. Right on his tail is Sterling Marlin. Down to the start-finish line, Ken Schrader will now lead lap number three. Already the second different driver to lead the 500. It is Sterling Marlin second. Terry Labonte now third. John Andretti falls behind him in fourth. Now Earnhardt is inside of Gordon, side-by-side for fifth. Racing side-by-side, coming into the corner. Turn one, they climb the banking. Gordon on the outside, Earnhardt down low. Earnhardt, though, looks to the inside of Terry Labonte. He's going to try to make it three wide for third. He'll fall back in line now, single file off turn two. On to the backstretch, here's Sterling Marlin trying to get some movement into the offense as he trails the race leader, Ken Schrader, just by a car length and a half. Here's Dale Earnhardt. Now he tucks three wide, headed for turn three. Earnhardt decides it's time to rumble. He ducks down to the inside of the racetrack. He'll pick up some drafting help. Terry Labonte is there. Now it's side by side for the lead. Here comes a run for the lead as they head down to the start-finish line. How many cars are in the lead draft? Just 39, that's all. Schrader at the bottom of the racetrack. Sterling on the high side. Earnhardt eases in behind Schrader, gives him a little drafting help. Then he decides to move around him. He goes for the lead in turn one. Earnhardt drops down low, looks to the inside of Marlin, gets by him, now gets underneath Kenny Schrader. Dale Earnhardt reassumes the lead. Now the race for second. Terry Labonte drops down on the apron of the track nearly, gets to the low side of Kenny Schrader. Labonte takes second. Those two corporate teammates race door to door all the way down the backstretch. Now Labonte steps in line behind Dale Earnhardt's car. Here comes Ernie Irvin. He regroups and he's on the move in third. Irvin tucks the black forward right down to the inside of the racetrack. He'll pick up some drafting help from behind, but still Dale Earnhardt shows the way off turn four. Coming down to complete the fifth lap of 200 in the Daytona 500, Dale Earnhardt will take over the lead now. They've changed the lead four different times already in the first five laps. Earnhardt, Terry Labonte, first and second, single file. Now Irvin nudges ahead of Schrader as the inside line begins to advance towards the corner. Ernie Irvin on the move, using the inside lane, drafting help right behind as he tries to make the move on Terry Labonte. He'll get the spot underneath Terry Labonte, but now Labonte noses out in front. Further back for ninth, it's three wide. Jimmy Spencer to the inside of Michael Walker. Mark Martin. A lot of shuffling going on just beyond the top ten up front. Dale Jarrett, who rides in fourth, he thought about going three wide. Instead, he's going to hook up behind teammate Ernie Irvin's car. He'll tuck it down to the inside of the racetrack. Now the battle for third inside of Terry Labonte. Jarrett with a nose out in front. Still side-by-side side for third off turn four. About to put six laps on the scoreboard, and now the whole field, 43 cars, are running nose-to-tail in that lead draft. Earnhardt's in front. Irvin rides second. The battle's going to be for third place. This time, Dale Jarrett down to the bottom of the racetrack. He goes door to door as they hit turn one. Jarrett has the inside lane. Wally Dallenbach falls in line just behind him. Then they've got Ward Burton also working the inside lane, trying to advance between turns one and two. Up front, it's Earnhardt. Irvin, then it's double wide all the way back through the field. Here's Dale Jarrett. He's one of those double wide cars. He's trying to shuffle to the inside of Terry Labonte, but Jarrett has a lot of traffic to his outside. He's also got help behind. Here comes the Ford of Wally Dallenbach. Colin back helps him out down the back straightaway. He'll tighten it up now. The inside lane stays right down to the bottom of the racetrack. Up high, Terry Labonte still battling for the third position outside Dale Jarrett. Nobody able to get an advantage there. They stay double wide from those two cars racing for third position all the way back through the field behind the front two that are running single file. Earnhardt and Irvin out in front. Jarrett's forward down to the inside. Labonte's Chevrolet to the outside. Drag racing towards turn one. Side by side, but Terry Labonte drives in a little bit deeper. Gets a nose out in front. Now, though, Dale Jarrett pulls 
Rolls even again. Dahlen back behind Jarrett. Ken Schrader behind Terry Labonte. That's the race for third off turn two. And again, here's Dale Jarrett's Ford. It swung on the left side of Terry Labonte Chevrolet. That's still the battle for the third spot. Again, Wally Dahlen back tries to push Jarrett along the inside lane as they head for turn three. This time, Terry Labonte gets a good run down the back straightaway, but so does Jarrett. He battles back, and again, side by side, that battle for third races off turn four at 190 miles an hour. Now, normally at Daytona, by this stage of the race, back in the pack is where the door-to-door racing will be going on, but thus far, nobody has been able to pull out and pass back there because they're still running too wide, and you're going to have to get three wide to do any passing. They're about to do that, back at about 10th position, working into one. Wally Dallin back dives to the inside of Dale Jarrett, grabs a spot. They'll leave Ward Burton in their dust. A call to Dave Marcus up in the top ten right now. Marcus mixing it up with the best of them. Coming off turn two. Up front, though, it's Dallenbach going after Terry Labonte. Here's Dallenbach's white four to the inside. Now he tries to gather up some more momentum coming off the end of the backstretch. He eyeballs Labonte, who steps on it to the outside. Now here comes Ken Schrader's car. Terry Labonte tucks it up to the high side of the racetrack. Ken Schrader follows his tire tracks. Down to the inside is going to be Wally Dallenbach. He'll pick up some drafting help. There's Dale Jarrett right behind. Dick Trickle's car has fallen off the pace. Contact. Jeff Gordon into the wall. Got nudged from behind off of turn number four. The field scatters. Gordon tries to keep his car straight. Looks like Gordon and Jeremy Mayfield got together. Now Steve Grissom spins in the trioval as he tried to get on the brakes. Gets collected by a car from behind. Nudges the outside wall. Two other cars spinning down to the inside. Rick Mast is involved. And the first caution of the Daytona 500 as it looked like Jeremy Mayfield and Jeff Gordon got together coming off of turn number four. Kicking Gordon into the outside wall. Yeah, Gordon's car got kicked sideways. It smashed into the outside wall. Bounced out. He almost had it saved. And then it got away from him right here in the dog leg skittered back down to the bottom of the racetrack and as you said collected a couple of other cars in the form of Steve Grissom and Rick Mast they are all able to continue but caution is on the speedway it will come out at lap number nine and again all three cars will be able to go on around the racetrack that could have been a bad one right there it absolutely could have been Gordon was running up in the field at the time the accident happened at about the 11th or 12th position and uh, got together it looked like his car maybe got a little loose off the corner and I don't know whether he had to check up or not that might have caused Mayfield to bump him from behind, but either way, it looks like there was either some contact there, or they were close enough that the air coming off the front of Mayfield's car upset the back of Gordon's car, and he got around, corrected, and when he did, the right front bounced into the outside wall, and as he had to come off the throttle with some right front damage, it caused the field behind him to scatter that sent Grissom spinning to the inside. When he came back across the racetrack, he collected uh, Rick Mast's car, I believe it was, and a couple of others involved, and that is where we find ourselves under the first caution of the Daytona 500 after Jeff Gordon got into the wall off of turn number four, collecting Steve Grissom, Joe Nemechek, Rick Mast also involved. Grissom's car has come down the pit lane. And he has a good bit of damage on the rear of the automobile. Left rear, it looks as though someone's taken a bite out of Dino the Dinosaur. On the right rear, they've got the big mallet out. They're just pounding on the sheet metal, trying to knock it asunder. Pieces of Bondo flying everywhere. The left front tire is totally flat. They had to work to get the jack beneath the automobile. Kevin Hamlin trying to orchestrate all of this for the Rick Mast car that was just in behind. Ran Billy Ingle doing the same for the Steve Grissom automobile. Rick Mast had a good bit of left side damage right around the left front tire well. They couldn't get the tire changed. They tried to pull the sheet metal off by hand. 
couldn't do it there. They also have to use some tin snips to try and help that opening to move the tire around. And Alan, we've been informed also, apparently Joe Nemechek got a piece of that and has some damage to his car. It looks like Jeff Gordon's car stalled on the back straightaway. A wrecker will push him around. I understand the crews are heading for the garage to try and do some work and get him back in the race. Under the first caution of the Daytona 500, lap number 11 of 200, after Jeff Gordon and others collected off of turn number four. Dale Earnhardt, the leader of the Daytona 500, under the first caution of the afternoon. Joni Macek and Jeff Gordon's cars being pushed to the garage right now as we speak, making the left-hand turn through the pit wall and going back in where their crews will look and see if those machines can be repaired and gotten back out into the race. Of course, for Gordon, uh, trying to defend a NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship, he does not want to retire from the Daytona 500 this early and be the first car out of the race. That's a lot of points to lose this early in the season. It is Earnhardt, Irvin, Terry Labonte, Ken Schrader, and Wally Dallenbach, the top five, followed by Dale Jarrett, Sterling Marlin, John Andretti, Ward Burton, and Ricky Rudd. That's the top ten. Dave Marcus is running 11th. Jimmy Spencer shows 12th. 13th is Michael Waltrip. Bill Elliott is 14th. Jeremy Mayfield is 15th. And you've got Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Morgan Shepard, Loy Allen, and Ted Musgrave rounding out the top 20. Let's go back into the garage and uh, check in with Winston Kelly, see if he's caught up with any of the drivers that have been involved in this first accident. Uh, Joe Nemechek is unbuckling the belts. Joe, it hasn't been the kind of week weekend you wanted could you tell what happened well yeah it's really disappointing to me that these drivers can't use a little bit more common sense out there you know they should have learned something by the bush race yesterday but uh yeah i feel sorry for for the whole burger king crew we're trying hard somebody got up into the wall and with everybody checking up and hitting each other uh it's kind of crazy out there to start with but uh we just got the raw end of the deal again that's the word from Joe Nemechek. He appeared to be the driver that got collected uh, in Steve Grissom's car. They're pushing the Jeff Gordon car back. Uh, the crew has swarmed around the automobile. We see some damage. It's on the right side of the car, so we hope to get a comment from Jeff momentarily. Just gone back to green here at Daytona. Lap number 14. The field is in one. Dale Earnhardt shows the way with Ernie Irvin riding second. Couple of car links back to Terry Labonte. He sits third with Ken Schrader behind him in fourth. Wally Dallenbach completes a front five. This time, everybody single file off turn two. They're going to stay that way every inch of the backstretch, although the race leader, Earnhardt, starts to kind of swing back and forth across several lanes of the racetrack trying to break the draft. Dale Jarrett, meanwhile, in fifth position, starts to step out of line. Looks to the top of the banking. Not able to get around, though. He'll tuck in line right behind Wally Dallenbach. The top 20 cars all single file off turn four. And everybody on pit road hoping that they'll settle down at least for a few laps here and get this race sorted out a little bit as they come back down to the line. They stay single file, except back at fifth place. Dale Jarrett goes for that. He's going to bring Sterling Marlin with him and Wally Dollenbach gets squeezed out to the outside. He'll lose about three spots in turn one. Sterling Marlin gets by. John Andretti tries to make the move. Ward Burton also in line to try to get by Wally Dollenbach but now Dollenbach gets some help from his rear. Ricky Rudd's going to fall in line along with Jimmy Spencer and Michael Waltrip. They're going to help to push the outside lane. John Andretti and Wally Dollenbach are battling for the seventh position on the racetrack. They stay door to door. Here's Sterling Marlin just ahead of that side-by-side battle. He's chasing after Dale Jarrett. Jimmy Spencer also in the mix as he tucks up to the top of the banking on the outside of Ward Burton. Those three cars with Dolan back out in front, right behind Ricky Rudd will race side by side. Front six, our single file. Let's go to the garage in Winston Kelly. Well, Jeff Gordon sitting in his brightly colored Chevrolet. Jeff, not the way you wanted to start 96 off. Could you tell what happened? I really don't know what happened. It was just real tight out there, and uh, the car was... The car is plenty fast enough. Uh, we're just trying to wait for those lines to stop moving around and, and get some single-file race so we can start passing some guys. But, uh, you know, trying to be patient and, 
and you get out there, and I don't know, we're, we kept getting three wide. Everybody was three wide, and it was pretty good, though. Everybody was doing good. And I don't know. I got three wide there and got clipped from behind. You just talked to Ray Evernham, his assessment of the damage of the car. Is it too soon to tell? Uh, it's pretty bad. I mean, uh, I tried to save it, and uh, if I would just maybe turn left and stood on the brakes, I might have less damage than trying to correct it. I, I got the right front of the wall pretty bad, and that brought around the right rear, so I, I don't know. It's real bad. That's the word from Jeff Gordon. The damage heavily uh, damaged on the right side of the automobile, like an orchestra. Every member of the team knows exactly what his position is. Coming in, making repairs to the car, hopes to get the 95 champion back on the track. Two-car breakaway at the front of the field in turn two. Dale Earnhardt shows the way. Terry Labonte second. Then it's double wide all the way back. Dale Jarrett and Ernie Irvin, teammates, side by side. Those two Fords ride side by side down the back straightaway. Behind Jarrett, it's Marlin, then John Andretti's car. But behind Ernie Irvin, it's Ken Schrader, then Wally Dolan back. Trader takes his machine up to the top of the banking, takes a peek to the outside of Irvin, decides not to make it three wide, so the front two still say single file. Battle is on for third, still off turn four. Down to the inside of the racetrack is Dale Jarrett. Up on the high side is Ernie Irvin. They're double wide behind them. Sterling Marlin inside, Ken Schrader outside. Then it's Andretti inside of Dallenbach. Farther back, more, about eight more cars in that group. All double wide now for the lead, back in one. Terry Labonte's going for it. Dives to the inside of Dale Earnhardt, and he'll grab it quickly. Terry Labonte with no drag Help did it all by himself. He now leads the way. Earnhardt will try to fall in line just ahead now of that Yates racing team ganging up on him. A couple of Chevrolets at the head of the pack. Then it's the red, white, and blue Ford of Dale Jarrett down to the inside. He is still side by side with Ernie Irvin. Now here comes Ken Schrader. Picks up some drafting help from behind. Dale Jarrett does. Sterling Marlin's machine tucks in line behind. Now Irvin shuts the door on Jarrett. He drops down to the inside. Boy, they thin that lead draft out in a hurry. There's only 20 cars in. It now as they come down to the line, Terry Labonte leads them back. Earnhardt rides second. Still, Ernie Irvin is third. Door to door back there for fourth place. Dale Jarrett make it three wide. Here goes Sterling Marlin. He really dives to the bottom of the racetrack in turn one. Marlin's got it hooked up at Chevrolet. Just powers him right on by. He picks off the spot from Dale Jarrett. Let's see what he can do now. Racing alongside Wally Dallenbach. This will be for fifth. Sterling's got a nose out in front. Dallenbach back even with him though as they hit the backstretch. That side by side battle is the first such battle on the racetrack. Here's Dallenbach working from the outside lane. He hugs the outside wall. Manages to squeeze around Sterling Marlin's car in turn three. Sterling Marlin decides to tuck back into single file. He'll have none of that going backwards stuff up to the top of the banking. Now the battle breaks out for the eighth position. It's side by side off turn four. Ricky Rudd is on the high side of the racetrack in that group. Down to the inside is John Andretti. Andretti will fall in line behind Rudd. So now the front eight cars will be single file. Now Ward Burton goes up to Andretti's outside to try and take a spot away while Bill Elliott tries to rumble towards the front down on the inside. Bill Elliott works the groove down to the inside lane. Can't quite squeeze it down there. Dave Marcus occupies that particular position, so they'll fall back in line further back in the pack. Up front, Terry Labonte shows the way. Earnhardt peeks to the inside, but now gets back in line. First seven or eight cars go single file. Here's a side-by-side battle beyond that. Back around the ninth position, that's where John Andretti gets down to the inside of Ward Burton's car, and Michael Waltrip is part of that mix as well. Waltrip helps up Burton to the top of the banking, but Andretti is strong to the inside. Now Jeremy Mayfield gets in the mix as well as they race off the turn. An 11-car lead draft has begun to 
break away from the pack just a little bit in the Daytona 500. Dale Earnhardt is the man out in front. Ernie Irvin runs second. There'll be a challenge for fifth on the backstretch. Here comes Dale Jarrett down to the inside. That's the battle for fifth. He's getting by Wally Dahlenbach. Dahlenbach goes up to the top of the banking. Sterling Marlin sees the door open up, and just that quickly it closes. No, Marlin muscles it back open again. Well, you got to give Sterling a lot of credit. He has worked his tail off here the first 15 or 20 laps to get up there and get at the front of the field. He got up to fourth a minute ago. Now he's fallen all the way back to sixth place, and he's struggling there side by side, trying to get back up in that lead pack again in turn one. Sterling has no friends coming into turn one. They're all ganging up on the outside behind Wally Dahlenbach. That'll help Dahlenbach. Meanwhile, it's Ernie Irvin with the friends. Up front off turn two. He gets Terry Labonte's help to make the move by Dale Earnhardt. Here's Ernie Irvin to the inside. He's got three cars behind him. Now he's got two cars behind him because Terry Labonte pops out of line. Labonte works three wide on the backstretch and swings into the race lead. Labonte leads the Daytona 500 and Schrader goes down to the inside of the racetrack. Earnhardt looked like he was going to try to shut the door, but Schrader muscled it open once again. They are side by side for second. Schrader's car slid up off the bottom of the racetrack, almost got together with Earnhardt and was able to get it back down on that white line, separating the apron and the upper part of the racetrack, the banked part, and hold on. Three wide for the second spot. Dale Jarrett dives under Schrader, who's inside of Earnhardt. Back to one. They're going to leave Schrader sitting right in the middle as they advance on both sides to the outside lane. It's Dale Earnhardt to the inside. Dale Jarrett. Now those two cars will battle for second. Schrader right behind him. Now Schrader looks down low. He may make it three wide off turn two. Dale Jarrett clears for the second spot. Now here's Ken Schrader. He's battling Earnhardt Chevrolet in a door-to-door race. This is for third. Here comes Sterling Marlin from the inside trying to get a piece of that action as well. Marlin hooks up behind Schrader up to the top of the banking. There's Dale Earnhardt. He'll pick up some drafting help from Ernie Irvin. Now the battle is on for the lead off the corner. They swing out of the corner and those cars look awfully loose up there, bouncing around as they come through the dog lane and get almost into the outside wall. Coming down to the line this time, it will be Dale Jarrett. Very strong car. Terry Labonte rides second. They are nose to tail. Into the wall goes one car, bounces out in the racetrack, keeps it in a straight line, and is doing a heck of a job of keeping that car up toward the outside wall as they go to turn one. That is Ernie Irvin. A lot of damage on the right side of the car. We see a lot of smoke coming from the back of his car as he slows on the outside lane. All the rest of the field drops down to the inside. Ernie Irvin has problems as he hits the wall. The smoke still pouring from his Ford, just barely moving at the high side of turn two. Caution is on the speedway for the second time in the Daytona 500 after Ernie Irvin caught the wall exiting the tri-oval. The leader is Dale Jarrett. He's coming off of turn number four. He will take the caution flag on lap, ironically, 28 to slow the race after Ernie Irvin gets into the outside wall off of the trioval and damages the right side of his Texaco Haviland Ford. Dick Trickle's car has gone behind the wall. Winston Kelly is there. Uh, Dick Trickle looking up underneath the hood of the automobile. Dick, can you tell what the problem is? Well, we got some kind of ignition problem, you know. The, the Purina Hypro dog food car, we put a good motor in this morning, you know, and it was really going to run. I was excited, and you know, it's a short day for us so far, but we're working on the ignition right now. Ignition problems on Dick Trickle's automobile. And caution is on the speedway. Jim Phillips was down in the pit of Ernie Irvin just a moment ago. They said the car was just a little bit tight, Marty. Not anything that uh, would make the car really get upset. I noticed one time when he got in the triable, the car got really, really light on him, but he was able to gather it back up just when you come off the triable and level out. But that was earlier in the race. And we're beginning to see the cars bounce around considerably coming off turn number four and right in that short stretch before they get to the end of pit road. Couldn't really tell what triggered that down there as he went 
into that outside wall, but give him a lot of credit for keeping that car scrubbed up against the wall, Alan, instead of going back out in the middle of the field. Yeah, it's hard to control a car when you've damaged the front end of it like that so suddenly. Jeff Gordon earlier, and now Ernie Irvin both getting into the wall with the right front portion of their car. Here is Irvin now limping his machine back around to the pit lane very slowly. We could see the fender all crumpled in around the right front tire now. Some smoke trailing there as that sheet metal drags on that tire. And we'll cover Irvin's pit stop now as he very slowly brings his car slightly wounded, the right front corner kind of leaning down on the racetrack to the attention of Robert Yates and the crew. Well, he's not going behind the wall. He's going to stay in his pit area. It it does have one ding in the back bumper, a a big hit there. Can't tell exactly what the damage is on the right side, but uh, they're calling for more equipment across the wall. They're coming out with a big uh, bar to try to get that sheet metal around and try to lift the car up and now we have the crew members of the bar lifting the car up to where we can get some tires on it but he's going to lose a lot of time in the pit area. Here comes a whole well actually I started to say the front of the field it's the entire field I guess everybody that's on the lead lap is on pit road right now. Dale Jarrett is in. Let's cover some of those stops. Eli Gold. Mike Ford jacking up the quality care Ford for Dale Jarrett. Jack Lewis already changing the left front. Comes around to the other side of the automobile. Everybody getting the fuel in. Steve Allen quickly putting the second can of Unical Racing fuel in. Morgan Shepard is into the attention of the Remington crew. The Wood Brothers with a very quick stop on Michael Walsh. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. Robert Presley, the first down and away, told us they'd be mostly four-tire stops today, and then he kind of winked at us. But he got two tires. Ricky Craven down and away. Brett Bodine, Jeff Purvis, Rusty Wallace. Kenny Wallace, Jeff Bodine, all getting four tires. Unical Gasoline along with Dave Marcus, Bobby Labonte, and Daryl Waltrip. Jim Phillips. All the leaders in on this end of the pit lane. Dale Earnhardt has been in. Terry Labonte has been in. Kenny Schrader in. Sterling Marlin in. Just all four tires and gasoline for all the gentlemen down on this end of the pit lane. Everybody came onto pit road except Hunt Strickland, Rick Mast, and Steve Grissom. Strickland, the only one of those three, still being shown on the lead lap. The uh, Grissom car and Rick Mast having suffered problems in an earlier accident, both laps down. So Hutt Strickland should take over as the sixth different driver to lead the Daytona 500 under caution at lap 29. Well, Hutt Strickland never actually did lead the Daytona 500. He came down the pit lane and his pit being on the turn four side of the start finish line so Robert Presley will go out in front of the race with 30 laps of 200 complete. We'll set the field for you now as we get set to wrap up the second caution of the Daytona 500. Robert Presley, the first off pit road with the race lead. Jeremy Mayfield now second. Michael Waltrip third. Sterling Marlin fourth. Bobby Hamilton fifth. Sixth is Ken Schrader. Dale Jarrett seventh. Ward Burton eighth. Terry Labonte ninth. And John Andretti tenth. Eleventh is Wally Dallenback. Ricky Rudd is twelfth. Bill Elliott thirteenth. Jimmy Spencer fourteenth. And Dale Earnhardt in fifteenth. Sixteenth is Mark Martin. Seventeenth, Lake Speed. Morgan Shepard is eighteenth. Ted Musgrave nineteenth. And Brett Bodine is up to 20th. 21st is Jeff Burton. Mike Wallace, 22nd. Jeff Purvis, 23rd. Rusty Wallace, 24th. 25th is Ricky Craven. 26th is Chad Little. Kenny Wallace, 27th. Kyle Petty, 28th. Derek Cope, 29th. 30th is Loy Allen, followed by Dave Marcus, Johnny Benson, Elton Sawyer, Darrell Waltrip, Hutch Strickland, Bobby Labonte, and Jeff Bodine. The 37 cars on the lead lap. Green flag back in the air. Single file restart. Robert Presley heads them back to turn number one. Jeremy Mayfield, for the moment, thought about going around on the outside. Now he says, 
says, let's draft a bit and see if we can open up some daylight. They're in two. Big test from Robert Presley. See what he can do. We all know about Jeremy Mayfield, the fastest in winter testing here at Daytona. For the time being, he sits right in there behind Robert Presley. It's about four car lengths back to where Michael Walter rides along in his Ford. Then Sterling Marlin and Bobby Hamilton. That's the front five. One car that's trapped out of line is Terry Labonte near the tail end of the top ten. Now some shuffling going on among the top four cars. Here comes Michael Waltrip. He creates an opening to the high side in second spot. Waltrip scoots up to the top of the banking. One other car on the move to the inside of the racetrack. It's Dale Jarrett. He'll hook up with Jeremy Mayfield, but now Waltrip goes for the lead off turn four. Diving for the bottom in the Wood Brothers car. Michael Waltrip's first ride with that team. He comes down to the start-finish line with a fender out in front of Robert Presley. That's a dead heat at the start-finish line. Maybe Presley by a foot to lead that lap. Now the draft begins to move ahead on the inside line, led by Michael Waltrip. Ford's down on the inside. Chevy's on the outside. The Fords are going to prevail. Michael Waltrip gets a fender out in front, but this battle's not over yet. Here come the Chevys roaring back from the outside. It's Robert Presley. He's got a fender out in front. Now dead even on the backstretch. First two rows are double wide onto the back straightaway. Bobby Hamilton, he shows in the top five. He works the outside lane. Dale Jarrett almost lost the handle on it. Now he gathers it back into the inside. But he'll sit third back in line as Michael Waltrip advances to the lead. Now the battle is for second. Jeremy Mayfield on the inside. On the outside, Robert Presley. Moment ago, it was single file. Now it's a 23 car draft, and they're riding door to door from second place on back. But at the front of the field, Michael Waltrip trying to drive away. Jeremy Mayfield hangs on to second. Here's Dale Jarrett. He goes for that second spot. Mayfield puts a good block on him in turn number one and boxes him in for the moment. Mayfield's hooked up down low. Now he gets a nose out in front. Jeremy Mayfield goes to the lead in the Daytona 500. Michael Waltrip up on the high side of the banking. He's got Robert Presley behind him. But look out, Jeremy. Here comes Dale Jarrett. And Mayfield's in danger of having his pocket picked on the back straightaway. Jarrett applying a ton of pressure as they head down toward turn three. He dives inside. Now he's got Michael Waltrip. Jarrett does to his outside. Battle is going to be for second. Michael Waltrip up high on the banking. Dale Jarrett down to the inside of the racetrack. Waltrip swings up even higher. Looks to the outside of Mayfield, but Mayfield eats up the outside lane. Jeremy Mayfield trying to become the eighth different driver already to lead the Daytona 500. He will do so as he crosses the start-finish line to complete lap 35. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Well, we're trying to get in a maze of these people right here to see if we can get a word with Ernie Irvin. Ernie, your car sure was fast. What happened? Uh, something happened to Earnhardt's car, and it slowed down, and I run right in the back of him. Are you going to get back in the race? Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll work on fixing it and get us back some, some points. So Ernie Irvin will get back in. He told you exactly what happened on the racetrack. Field heads for turn three. As Dale Jarrett's at the front of the field, Terry Labonte now rides in second. Here's John Andretti in third. He has Ken Schrader right behind him, rumbling into turn number three. Now Jeremy Mayfield begins to backpedal a bit. To the inside is Wally back. Battle there for the fifth position. And if you get kicked out of that draft, you are going backwards. That's been the whole key all afternoon here at Daytona. Front four, front five, our single file. Wally back is the fifth place car for the moment. Back in sixth place. Good scramble going on there as the front five runs single file back to turn two. Ward Burton trying to come up to the front of the pack in his Pontiac. He's got it hooked up to the inside of Jeremy Mayfield. Remember the last lap, Mayfield was up front. Now he's back at about the seventh spot. That outside lane going the wrong way as they exit turn two. There's Dale Earnhardt down to the inside. He's trying to battle Jeremy Mayfield for seventh spot on the racetrack. Earnhardt may get some help. Here's Mark Martin's car behind him. Meanwhile, Michael Waltrip working to the outside. Michael Waltrip takes it up high on the banking, but here's Earnhardt to the inside. He swings by Waltrip. He swings by Mayfield. He'll take 
Martin with him as they scoot off four. Saw a couple guys get off a of pit road real quick. Did not take on four tires. It's beginning to show up right now. There's a couple of guys really hanging on to their race cars while the guys with the four fresh tires on are beginning to advance their way towards the front. At the head of the field now, a five-car breakaway works its way single file to turn one. First battle back for about the seventh spot. Mark Martin there racing along with Jeremy Mayfield. Mayfield again struggling to keep up. Up in the front of the pack, though, Terry Labonte's looking for a piece of the lead. Coming out of turn two, onto the back straight away. Labonte, he gathers a full head of steam and dives down inside to grab the lead. Five more cars, four more cars come with him. That will kick Dale Jarrett all the way back into sixth position. Ken Trader decides to rumble for second. He'll swing it up to the top of Andretti, looking for Dahlenbach. Which way will he go? He goes up high along with Schrader. Good, strong car for Kenny Schrader. It has been all afternoon. It has been all week here at Daytona. Meanwhile, Terry Labonte pulls him back to the start-finish line. Good battle going on for second place. John Andretti has had a strong car all week long. He's been no further back than about 10th or 11th. He's up to third right now, trying to work on second in turn two. Andretti needs some drafting help. He doesn't have it, and it's not paying off for him. He's fallen back to the fifth spot. Now Dale Earnhardt falls in behind John Andretti, but Andretti's going to stick the nose of his car up in line and fourth right behind Wally Dollenback. Now here comes Dollenback. He squeezes down to the inside. He steps right in front of John Andretti's car. Those two Fords going to hook up to the inside lane of the racetrack, trying to chase down a couple of Chevrolets. Earnhardt's on the move to the inside of Burton. They'll go side by side for the fourth position. Earnhardt picks it up. Now here comes Ricky Rudd. He dives down to the inside of Dale Jarrett for six. Off of turn number four, Ken Schrader took a quick peek to the inside of Terry Labonte. Went back in line, single file. Earnhardt trying to drive down to the inside of Ward Burton. Will get the fifth position at the start-finish line. Burton is going to be trapped up high. Here goes Ricky Rudd down to his inside for the sixth position. Double wide there. Earnhardt's got the lane down on the inside. Ricky Rudd falls in to help push him past Ward Burton, who sits all alone on the outside lane. Earnhardt picks up fifth. Rudd goes to sixth. They leave Ward Burton back in seventh to challenge Michael Waltrip. Michael Waltrip moves up right behind him in line to the high side of the racetrack. He rides along in the eighth spot. Now shuffling double wide behind him comes Dale Jarrett. He's back to ninth. Lake Speed in tenth. Mark Martin 11th. Jeff Burton 12th. Speed tucks down to the inside of the racetrack. Dale Jarrett trying to battle back to the high side. Picks up a little drafting help. Now Lake Speed takes it right down the middle of the racetrack. He has to look out for the inside. Terry Labonte and Ken Schrader holding down the first two spots in the Daytona 500. They are side by side for the fourth spot in turn one. Wally Dallenbach on the inside of Dale Earnhardt. That's the fourth place battle sitting behind them. Lake Speed having a great run. Jeff Burton coming into the mix as well as they work off turn two. Wally Dallenbach's car is the first one out of line. He's trapped inside. He cannot get up in line. Every time he takes a look, there are cars absolutely everywhere in that outside lane. He slides all the way back toward ninth position. Maybe he was hoping to pick up a little bit of drafting help from Burton, but Burton is also going backwards, so both cars continue to backpedal as they race off the fourth turn back to start-finish. Front six, single file as they come down to the line, working up on a slower car. That'll be Steve Grissom down at the bottom of the racetrack. Terry Labonte snakes his way all the way down, trying to break the draft a little bit. It doesn't work as Kenny Schrader is able to hang right with him. First car we see pulling out of line will be back at about 10th position in turn one. That is where Wally Dallenbach races all alone and Wally's in desperate need of some friends in low places like the lower lane without it. He's going backwards yet again. This time Sterling Marlin up to the outside of Dallenbach and Marlin gets the push off turn two. Marlin now moves back into the top ten with that maneuver. Everyone else is swinging wide to accommodate the slower car of Steve Grissom. Here's a battle shaping up for the third spot in turn three. Down to the inside of the race 
racetrack goes Andretti. Up high is Ken Schrader, caught out by himself to the inside. Also Rudd as they race side by side. Andretti has a position. Little Ford draft down to the bottom of Ken Schrader's Chevy as Andretti with Ricky Rudd went by. Lake Speed tried to join them. He was hung out of line when Rudd got back up in line in front of Schrader. Now Lake Speed trying to squeeze in line between Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Burton in the sixth spot. Not enough room there. He's still hung down to the bottom. Lake Speed to the inside, watching him going by in the outside lane. Jeff Burton, then Mark Martin all hooked up along with Michael Waltrip, Sterling Marlin, and Wally Dallenbach. They're all nose to tail in the outside lane. All Lake Speed can do is wave to him as they go by. He continues to stay in the inside lane. He sees Jeff Burton moving by to the outside. Also, the Mark Martin car starts to squeeze by. Michael Waltrip, another Ford, hooks on to that same draft. Lake Speed trying to find an opening in the outside lane, but it doesn't open up. Sterling Marlin now to the outside. Wally Dallenbach now. He'll go side by side with as they race off the turn. And we see just a little smoke out of Dallenbach's car. Looked like it might have been tire smoke the way he had it hung out. Coming off turn number four there for just a moment. Now we don't see it as he crosses the start finish line. Ward Burton just scuffed the wall off of turn number four in his Pontiac. He was slowing. The cars are making their way around him. He scuffed it ever so lightly but just enough to rub up the right side of that car just barely. He's lost about ten spots as the field works in two. He's fallen back to about the 15th position Adam. It seems to be up to speed as he comes off the corner. Racing now alongside Dale Jarrett as they head to turn three. Now here's Sterling Marlin on the move. He moves up into the ninth position now, having swung around to the inside of Wally Dollenbach's car. Then comes the Brett Bodine car. Wally Dollenbach tries to battle back as he enter turn number three, but nothing doing there. The front 15 cars now race off for all single file. It is Terry Labonte, the race leader now, as he comes down to the start-finish line with John Andretti right behind him. Ricky Rudd is third. Fourth is Ken Schrader. Dale Earnhardt fifth. Jeff Burton sixth. Seventh is Mark Martin. Michael Waltrip is eighth. Sterling Marlin is ninth. Running in the tenth spot is Walling Dallenbach. And how about Brett Bodine? Started way back in the 41st position. He's up to 11th. Back in the 12th spot now is Bill Elliott. 13th is where Lake Speed sits. 14th now is Robert Presley. 15th is Ward Burton. 16th is Ricky Craven. 17th, Dale Jarrett. Jeff Purvis up to 18th. 19th is Ted Musgrave. And 20th is Bobby Hamilton. Moving down the back stretch. Then Jimmy Spencer behind that car. Followed by the Mike Wallace automobile. After that comes Chad Little's car. Then Derek Cope to round out the top 25. Battle for third. Ken Schrader up to the top of the banking. To the inside is Ricky Rudd as they race off turn four back to the start-finish line. Schrader's got a real strong car, but he can't do it by himself. He's got to have some drafting help, and a couple of times he's got kicked out of that draft and lost a lot of ground. Meanwhile, the front two break away a little bit. Ricky Rudd will take over the third spot right now. Let's go to the pits. We're down to Sterling Marlin's Ben Barney. We expected him to be up uh, in the top two or three cars uh, early in the race. That's as Tony Glover. Tony, we thought... We thought you'd be up there in the top three or four, but you're about ninth. Tell us the story. What's the story? Well, right now, you know, there's not a lot of room to race out there. The cars are side to side. It's just, you know, it's uh, just all bundled up right now. I believe we'll be okay if we can ever get some clean air, though. That's the word from Tony Glover, Sterling Marlin's crew chief. Ward Burton scuffed the wall again with the right side of his Pontiac off of turn number four. He is now off the pace. Looks like the sheet metal may be rubbing in on those tires now. So a couple of times in three laps, Ward Burton scuffing the car off of turn number four. The car getting loose under him, whatever the cause. He appears to be slowing and headed for the pit lane. Terry Labonte leads the field across the start-finish line. Let's go back to pit road. Here in Tim Brewer's pit area, he crew chiefs the, ter- the John Andretti car. We know you've been strong all week. Uh, is this a pleasant surprise? Did you know this car had it? Well, you know, we had a really good car in the Bush Clash, which is plenty of week, but uh, 
you know, the 125 miler came out real well for us. And, and John's been real happy with the car, real comfortable with the car all week. Uh, I guess Schrader, he's getting ready to make a run at us right now. We'll see how we can stack up against those two Chevrolets. This car has been hanging in the draft, and John, you can tell, is getting to be a whole lot smarter racer. I tell you what, he's coming a long ways in a short time. Uh, you know, we've only been together here with Kmart Little Caesars for a year, and he's, he's doing us a super job. Well, we've already seen Mario Andretti win a Daytona 500. Never know, might be another generation of Andrettis in victory lane later today. Well, John has to be a smart boy or Tim Brewer will pinch his head off, that's for sure. They're down on pit road working on Ward Burton's car. Let's get a report there. Just a flat spot on the right side, Barney. Just a big slam on the right side. Of course, you can change the tires, pull out the sheet metal, but also you've got to worry about the A-frames and the ball joints. They are still working on it. Uh, and it's going to be a long, long pit stop for Ward Burton. Ward has gone one lap down now as he sits. Now the car drops down and begins to head away. We've just passed lap number 50 of 200 here in the Daytona 500. We are one-fourth of the way through the event. Terry Labonte is the race leader now, took over on lap number 50. Right now, 13 lead changes among eight different drivers in the first quarter of the event. The average speed of the race, 148 miles an hour, even through the first 125 miles. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. Sports Image has a complete 1996 line of Dale Earnhardt and GM Goodwrench racing apparel and souvenirs. A 24-page full-color catalog featuring an exciting new variety of t-shirts, hats, jackets, and much more can be yours by calling Sports Image at 800-342-7612. Four cars are now in the garage area. If you joined the broadcast a little bit late, Ernie Irvin had a problem when he got into the wall going down into turn number one. They're working on Ernie's car, trying to get him back into the event. Jeff Gordon's car had some problems also, scrubbing the wall here a little bit early this afternoon. It went behind the wall. Joe Nemechek and Dick Trickle, the other cars that have had problems in the early going. The other 39 cars are out on the speedway still running. Front four breakaway now. Still Terry Labonte, John Andretti, Kenny Schrader, and Ricky Rudd. Let's go back to the pits. We're down at Terry Labonte's pit. Gary D. Archer, car is pulling them along. He must be running, handling awfully well right now. Hey, the, the car is pretty good. He's he's uh, he, he's more content being out front than he is back there racing. And tell you what, they're all pretty equal right now. I, I just hope we look this good at the end of the day. The day's still a long ways away, so we'll just wait and see. That's Gary Dehart, crew chief for Terry Labonte, who leads the Daytona 500. It is Terry Labonte leading John Andretti, Ken Schrader, Ricky Rudd, holding down the fourth position, holding down the fifth spot right now, appears to be Bill Elliott in the uh, McDonald's car as they come off of turn number four. Elliott, is, that's not Elliott's car either, that's... Uh, Michael Waltrip's car, the Sitco machine, although he's feeling a challenge there from Dale Earnhardt, so put Earnhardt into the fifth position. 53. Whoa, trouble off turn number four. Derek Cope has got into the wall, coming down into the dogleg right at the entrance to pit road. Everybody else will get by. Heavy damage to the right front of Derek Cope's car. He takes it down on the grass. We'll keep it in a straight line. Caution is on the speedway, and I believe it's going to end up being just a one-car accident. And when we looked up toward the corner, he was already in the wall. Fred Armstrong, did you see that start? Derek Cope was taking it up to the outside of the racetrack, Barney, and it looked like the air just got taken off his spoiler, or perhaps he got just a little bit loose off the turn, got into the wall, and nobody else got into him, so a lucky break for Derek Cope. Caution Derek. comes out at lap number 53. He has come to rest, Allen, down on the grass all the way down toward the end of pit road. Derek, with some severe damage to the right front of his car, puts us under the yellow flag for the third time in the Daytona 500. Derek Cope has climbed from his car, which sits down in the triable grass, separating the straightaway from the pit road after bringing out the third caution of the afternoon when he got turned around into the wall off of turn number four. We expect all of the front runners to be on the pit road in just a minute. From Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. 
Pit stops and something has gone wrong with John Andretti's car as he tried to leave his stall. Let's cover the stops first with Jim Phillips. Well, he gets it fired up. The car stalled on him, Allen. He is back on his way along with Sterling Marlin. Four tires. Marlin did get a chassis adjustment on the right side. One round to wedge out. Jeremy Mayfield has been in. Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, Terry Labonte, the race leader, has been in. Mark Martin, Ted Musgrave, all four tires of gasoline along with Dale Earnhardt. He like old. Here in the middle area of Pitt Road, everybody's been in. It was a good break for Dale Jarrett. He had dropped back to 15th, was fearing that a tire was going down, and they might have been having to come in anyway, so the caution was a good break for them. A bit of a tardy pit stop for the Morgan Shepard car. He was sitting there for a while and now gone back on his way. Winston Kelly. All the cars on this end getting four tires and gasoline. No significant chassis adjustments. Among them, Robert Presley, Brett Bodine, Daryl Waltrip, Bobby Hamilton in for service, along with Jeff Bodine, Rusty Wallace, Jeff Purvis, Bobby Labonte, and Dave Marcus, all getting four tires and gasoline, waiting on Hut Strickland to come around. He's pitted at the end pit stall, sharing that pit stall with a Brett Bodine pit, so he should come in this time. So Hut having to stay out on the racetrack until we have an official retiree from the race. So far, nobody has officially dropped out of the event. Those that are in the garage still working on their cars. Under this third caution of the race, the man who waved the green flag to start the 38th Daytona 500 has joined us. Larry Higby, the president of 76 Products Company. I'll bet that was a thrill you'll remember for a long time. I'll tell you, you never forget it. Uh, you don't understand really the power and the force that's going by until you're right out on top of it. It was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. 76 Products so involved in NASCAR racing and many different levels, not just the Unical gasoline. That's right. Uh, this is our um, 45th year we're here with NASCAR, but uh, we're involved at a lot of different levels, not only with gasoline, but also with lubricants. Many of the cars in the race today running 76 rear-end lubricant and uh, oils and motor oils and that kind of thing. Tell me who you think is going to win the race, what you've seen so far. Put you on the spot. I wouldn't make a prediction on something like this. It's just, yeah. it's too, uh, it's too many things can happen, but it's, it's just great sport and great racing and uh, a great, great thing to be part of. It certainly is, and we appreciate uh, your being here today and congratulate you on the honor of getting the race under underway. That's something I'd love to try sometime, too. Thank you. I'd recommend it. I bet you would. Larry Higby, the president of 76 Products Company, the honorary starter, waved the green flag for today's Daytona 500. They put a wrecker uh, in front of Derek Cope's car a moment ago. They have now pulled it back to the garage area and apparently will take a look at it to see if they can salvage it and maybe get it back out here and pick up a few Winston Cup points. The cars that were a lap or more down a moment ago are now on pit road. Steve Grissom is in there along with Rick Maston. Eli, I think you're up toward Rick Masters' pit. Boy, it has not been a good day for that team at all. Not at all. They've had a good bit of problems today, and they wanted to get some laps in on that Pontiac, well, this being the first event for the brand-new Grand Prix. We're also walking here with Derek Cope now as he heads towards the garage area. Derek, what happened out there? Well, we were just suffering from an air push, an aerodynamic push, and... Uh... I don't know. I mean, a lot of cars, I think, are suffering from it right now, but uh, we're just going to have to try to go back and fix the car. But the car just wouldn't turn coming off the corner, and I was out of the gas even, and the car still wouldn't turn. So something aerodynamically. Tough, tough break for Derek Cope out early here in the Daytona 500. A couple of more cars still being attended to here, just one behind the pit wall, the other on pit road. Ward Burton's car still being worked on, and Ernie Irvin down there. Jim Phillips, anything to report? Well, Ernie's uh, problem... Uh Barney was right to the right front. He got a, a big lick to the right front when he hit the wall. He continued to try to pull the sheet metal. Like I said before, when you hit the wall here at Daytona just a little bit, you're going to do a lot of damage to the A-frames and all that. We're in uh, Kitty Schrader's fit with his crew chief, Phil Hammer. Phil, have you made any changes yet? No, the Budweiser Chevrolet has been pretty good all day. We did a little air pressure, but that was it. We uh, pretty, pretty much Kenny's happy with what we got. We're just trying to get about 450 miles into this thing. We, we got some things we can do to, to help him out a little bit, but 
right now he's pretty happy. So we just we'll just ride for a long, long time and try to get get it down to a four or five car draft at the end, and then see who can win this race. A lot of confidence down here, though, Barney. Couple of Rick Hendricks cars off pit road the quickest, so they will be at the front of the field. Cherry Labonte will retain the lead. Coming out right behind him again is Kenny Schrader, and uh, it looks like Allen's going to be that way all day long. There's some really good cars back there that I think both of us have expected to be able to work their way to the front of the draft to kind of see how they stack up against everybody else. But so far, that hasn't materialized. But the way they've been racing, it's so hard to get up there. Yeah, the aerodynamics are really coming into play in terms of where the the traffic breaks for you. Uh, What line advances, what line doesn't. If you happen to be in the right place at the right time to go with the advancing line or if you happen to be caught behind somebody that's struggling a little bit and holding you up in traffic. Uh, We heard Tony Glover, uh, Sterling Marlin's crew chief, a little while ago say, that they just kind of get trapped back in traffic and couldn't go through it like they needed to. Being in the right place at the right time in this drafting game, as evenly matched as the cars appear to be, is going to be very important in deciding the uh, winner of today's race. Want to mention Hutch Strickland did stay on the racetrack and lead a lap under that uh, last, this last caution as we get set to wrap it up. And now as he has made his stop, he yields the top spot to Terry Labonte as the field forms up, getting ready for the restart. Later on in the Daytona 500 broadcast, Barney and I will select the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award. The NASCAR driver who we deem experiences the biggest break, good or bad, during today's race, getting $500 from Ray Bestest Breaks, the official break of NASCAR. Here's the field off of turn number four now. We're about set to go back to green. Elmo Langley zips up the speed a little bit in the Pontiac Firebird Trans Am pace car and heads for the pit lane. Terry Labonte leads him down for the restart. It'll be a single file restart. It won't stay that way very long as Terry Labonte goes up through the gearbox, heads for turn number one. Lake Speed lines up fourth in the running orders. They get ready to break away heading into the corner. And a good run for Lake this afternoon. He's been up in the top ten or twelve. Let's see what he can do with the front three as they get over to turn two. A couple of Chevy showing the way. A couple of Fords sitting right in behind. They're trying to form up for a four car breakaway, but John Andretti may have no part of that. He's riding along in the fifth spot, trying to chase down that front draft, all single file, following the leader off turn two. Sterling Marlin has already lost plenty of ground to John Andretti's car as well, so he's got some running to do as they work their way off the end of the backstretch. First car to step out of line, Dale Earnhardt back around the eighth position going inside of Robert Presley. Earnhardt dipped down to the inside of the racetrack, but Robert Presley would have none of it. He slammed the door on Earnhardt. Here comes Labonte. He'll lead off the fourth corner. Off of turn number four, down to the start-finish line. The field will overtake Joe Nemechek's Chevrolet, minus its front-end sheet metal, as he comes back out of the garage area after being involved in an accident earlier on on lap number 10. He will be almost 50 full laps down now as the field blasts by him into one. Terry Labonte shows the way. Schrader right on his rear deck. Now Schrader drops a little bit lower between turns one and two. He won't go for a move, though. He'll follow the tire tracks of his teammate. Next in line, Michael Waltrip, Lake Speed, and John Andretti again. That's your top five. First nine cars are all starting to bunch up now after the restart. Sean Andretti has chopped down the deficit he had to Lake Speed. Sterling Marlin has tracked down John Andretti's car. Everybody stay single file down to the inside of the racetrack. Here's Andretti taking a look to the inside of Lake Speed, but they'll stay single file as they race back to start finish. And the two cars that everybody thought would lead most of the event this afternoon have been back in the pack most of the day. Dale Earnhardt and Sterling Marlin really don't know how strong those two are. Earnhardt a couple of times has knocked off five and six spots. He's very much up in that lead 
lead draft as he currently hangs on in seventh place, single file, back to turn one. Nine-car draft now, working back up into the banking, and a couple of these guys getting antsy, stepping out of line. One of those, John Andretti, he's going to try to get by Lake Speed to grab the four spot. Now off the corner, he'll get back in line, but Robert Presley's dropped down low by himself. Presley has absolutely no one in front of him, no one behind him. He has got no help whatsoever. As a result, here comes Ricky Rudd moving by to the outside. He'll try to tag along with Ricky Rudd. Robert Plesley does, but he loses the draft by just a bit. Now he's challenged from behind. Here's Bill Elliott looking to the outside of Presley off the fourth turn. Sterling Marlin breaks out a line. Back at about the fifth position. Looks down to the inside of John Andretti. Andretti moves down to try and get the push from behind. They won't be able to work their way to the inside of Lake Speed at the start-finish line, but now off the trioval, they get that run down to the bottom of the short stretch. John Andretti leads him down to the inside. He's got help from Sterling Marlin and Dale Earnhardt. They'll pick off Lake Speed. Matter of fact, they'll leave him up on the high side of the track. Everybody hooked up down low. The draft bypasses speed. They all kick Lake Speed out of the draft. He goes way up to the top of the racetrack near the outside wall. Here's John Andretti's purple and orange Ford moving up into the fourth spot. He's going to bring Sterling Marlin into fifth position and also Dale Earnhardt. Bill Elliott's starting to rumble. He tags along the backside of that draft. Almost got to the inside of Lake Speed, but Speed slammed the door on Elliott. So now 11 cars all single file. Terry Labonte leads a breakaway group of six cars across the start-finish line. It's John Andretti, Sterling Marlin, Dale Earnhardt, Ricky Rudd, and Lake Speed behind him, single file. Then just barely a couple of car lengths of empty racetrack back to Bill Elliott. Once again, about 11, 12-car freight train, maybe extending to about a 15-car freight train as the field all hooks up everybody, single file. Terry Labonte trying to walk away from the field. He's got a car length and a half over John Andretti. Bill Elliott back in the seventh spot is trying to chase down that lead pack of six cars. Now he's got some help from behind. Ken Schrader and Michael Waltrip hook up with him. They're starting to chop down the margin. Robert Presley also right there behind. Mark Martin sitting behind Presley, followed by the Burton machine. Everybody stays single file through the corner. Labonte leads back to the stripes. And we're talking a moment ago about Dale Jarrett getting shuffled back in the pack a little bit. Let's get a report out of his pit. Todd Parrott is his crew chief looking on. Dale's sort of back in 13th spot. Is he saying anything? Yeah, we got a little damage on the right front fender and the car's picked up a little push off the corner and he can't run high. Other than that, everything seems to be okay. We're just going to keep working on it and see if we can get that thing back up front. So just the least little bit of a body problem on a race car is more than enough problem for anybody here at Daytona. Dale Jarrett running back in 13th and struggling just a bit. Jarrett got nicked up in one of those earlier incidents. Bill Elliott's on the move trying to get sixth on the backstretch. Here comes Ken Schrader. He's three wide. He'll pick off Elliott and pick off Lake Speed. Mike Waltrip also trying to take advantage of that situation, but Elliott shuts the door on the inside. Ken Schrader picks up the position. Everybody said this morning that I talked to all the crew chiefs in the garage area said you're going to be surprised at who's going to run good and who might win the Daytona 500 today, and so far, there have been a lot of surprises at the front of the field that have outdone both Dale Earnhardt and, of course, Sterling Marlin, but don't count those two cars out. Jim Phillips is down in Earnhardt's pit. Well, they say at Daytona, there's a time to race and a time not to race, David Smith. When is the time for Dale Earnhardt to start racing? Well, hopefully the, the last 10 laps is the time to race here. I mean, we want to be up front because there's, there's a lot going on in the draft. Uh, we're pretty comfortable right now. Dale's not saying a whole lot. So we're just going to bide our time and be patient. You said earlier the car was a little bit loose, right? Yeah, the first set of tires were the qualifying set, and they were just a little on the loose side. We've adjusted some for that. Um, I think we're in pretty good shape. 
There is some concern down here at how strong Terry Labonte is, though, pulling this uh, field along most of this race. I have heard Terry's name mentioned by many after yesterday's last practice as being a strong horse and a strong candidate to win the 500 today. Single file among the front six cars. Let's go back to Pit Road. Jim Long is crew chiefing for Lake Speed, another of those cars that a lot of folks who weren't here all week didn't realize you were running quite as well as you are. Well, we, like, we're a little bit of a sleeper here. It took us a while to catch up to everybody, and, uh, and we ran really good in practice yesterday, and I think we're going to be okay. Look good. Lake satisfied right now? Yeah, Lake's pretty happy right now. We, we're pretty neutral, looking good. So it's still early in the 500, but a good run for the Spam Can thus far. Lake Speed near the front all day long. Six-car breakaway off turn number four, single file. And for the moment, they appear to be content to run that way and maybe get a little separation on everybody else instead of having that 18- and 20-car choo-choo train catch up. Terry Labonte takes him back to turn number one. Ricky Rudd is the odd man out back at the tail end of that. Got a couple of cars behind him helping him catch up. Now here's a scramble at the front of the pack. Dale Earnhardt's going to take the high lane and try to advance on Sterling Marlin and John Andretti. Andretti is strong, staying right there with Terry Labonte. He's in the second spot. Andretti is the battle is for third. Three cars to the inside, four cars to the outside among the top seven as they work their way down the backstretch. Here's Sterling Marlin inside of Dale Earnhardt. Dale may have more momentum in the turn. Trader may help him out with that momentum as he slips to the high side of the banking. Sterling Marlin all by himself to the bottles. Bottom still side by side for third off the turn. Field strings out now onto the short straightaway, connecting turn number four to the start-finish line trioval area. It is Marlin now sweeping up to the inside of Earnhardt. That's a dead heat for the third spot at the start-finish line. Marlin gets a little run down to the inside off the trioval, but he's got a little bit of empty racetrack behind him in terms of drafting partners. And the draft is going to kick in for Earnhardt to the outside lane. He's got Schrader hooked up behind him and Bill Elliott also occupying the outside lane. Here comes drafting help from Marlin in the form of Michael Waltrip. That'll push Marlin back up alongside Earnhardt. Here comes the move now from John Andretti. He starts to rumble out of the pocket from the second spot. But quickly, Terry Labonte moves down, shuts off the inside lane. Now Andretti tucks back in line. That third place battle is still a good one. As a matter of fact, it's stacked up double wide from third all the way back through the tenth spot. Marlin this time has the edge off turn four. There are actually 15 cars up in that lead pack, and the last time they came by here, there were five cars up by themselves. All of a sudden, that evaporates. Earnhardt's the odd man out this time. He's on the outside groove, hanging on there, trying to hold on to fourth place. 71 laps are on the scoreboard. Seven cars have broken away in a single file draft at the head of the pack at the Daytona 500. Motor Racing Network here bringing it to you live this afternoon from Daytona Beach, Florida. Terry Labonte is the race leader. John Andretti running second. Sterling Marlin is third. Dale Earnhardt is fourth. Running fifth in that group is Ken Schrader, followed by Ricky Rudd. Those six cars now beginning to mix it up on the backstretch. Here's Sterling Marlin to the inside. He's going to grab second away from John Andretti with a little help from Earnhardt. Earnhardt tucks it down to the inside of the racetrack, and here comes Ken Schrader. Trader trying to make it three wide for the fifth position as he races off the fourth turn. Trader will tuck back in single file. You had to wonder when Sterling Marlin and Dale Earnhardt would try to get up there and see just how strong Terry Labonte is. They've made the move. They're riding second and third right now. Let's see what they can do as they trail him back into the west end of the speedway. The scramble's going to be for fourth place in turn one. After Michael Waltrip holds the inside lane, he's going to try to race along with John Andretti, but Andretti gets drafting help from Ken Schrader up in the outside lane. Andretti swings around. He'll take the fourth spot. Now fifth is a race side by side. It's uh, Michael Waltrip on the inside of Ken Schrader. Those two race side by side down the back stretch with Ricky Rudd looking for some running room. 
just behind them. First, he started to go inside. Now he bounces up instead behind Ken Schrader's car. Michael Waltrip will lose out on that one. Waltrip was hoping he'd tuck in line behind him, but he didn't. Waltrip slips back to the sixth position. Leaders are off four. Ernie Irvin comes back into the race as the Robert Yates team pushes the Texaco Haviland car out from behind the pit wall, and Irvin begins to accelerate onto the racetrack. He is 46, about to be 47 laps down to the race leader. Jeff Gordon's car is still in the garage area. It has not been retired. The crew is still working on that machine, hoping to get him back out. Just joining us, Gordon involved in an accident on lap number 10. Got put into the outside wall off of turn number 4. A challenge for the lead. Sterling Marlin dives for the bottom of the backstretch. Here's Marlin's gold Chevrolet swung on the left side of Terry Labonte's car. Here comes some help for Marlin. It'll be John Andretti's Ford that'll dive down behind him and push him into the lead. Ken Schrader tried to slip to the inside to grab the third position. Can't do it. Labonte slams it right back down to the inside of the racetrack. Now Dale Earnhardt feels some heat on the inside. Here comes Elliott. Dale was a big loser going off turn number two. He got shuffled way high, had nobody to draft with, and he lost about four spots going down the back straightaway. He's still out there all by himself. Bill Elliott will get underneath him. Maybe Mark Martin will. Dale trying to find somebody to draft with. It's a front five. Lead him back to turn one. Dale's problem's a result of a great move by John Andretti, Barney, when they came off turn two the last time. Andretti pulled a trick that Earnhardt has many times. This took him up the bank a little bit, left him wondering what happened. Now Andretti is second. Earnhardt's back at about tenth. Here comes Dale Jarrett to the inside, battling door to door with Dale Earnhardt. They get awfully close to the back stretch. Mark Martin is just ahead of them. Here's Jarrett down to the inside to try to grab the spot. He'll take Lake Speed along with him. Speed provides some drafting help. Earnhardt still caught to the top of the banking as Dale Jarrett tries to claw his way back to the lead draft. Already ten different drivers have led the Daytona 500 without the benefit of any green flag pit stops. The action has been that great. John Middlebrook, the vice president and general manager of the Pontiac Motor Division, looking on the debut of the new Pontiac Grand Prix body style here today. John, I know getting that new body style going has been an exciting thing for you folks. Yeah, it sure has. We're real anxious to get the season underway and uh, real real hopeful of, of the results we'll have this year. Talk to me about the showroom version of the Pontiac Grand Prix and the other new things that Pontiac has going on for 1997 coming up. <laughs> be the 97 model year before we know it. It sure will. We're just starting production on the all-new 97 Grand Prix, both two-door and four-door, and of course we're racing the two-door out here today. And looking for uh, good things, I know, this year. Once uh, It takes a little while to develop a new race car, but I know there are high hopes for this car. Yeah, all the teams are all feeling good. Talked to all of them this morning, particularly on our short and intermediate tracks. We've got a good handling car, and we, we know we'll have some wins this year. Yeah, a lot of folks saying, boy, wait till we get to Atlanta. John, good to see you. Thanks for dropping by. We appreciate you being involved. Nice to be here. John Middlebrook, the vice president and general manager of the Pontiac Motor Division, the official pace car of NASCAR here with us today and watching his new Pontiac Grand Prix work its way around. Looks like problems in turn number one for one of the contenders to win. Sterling Marlin has dropped out of the inside lane of the track. He's slowing the first 10, 15 cars going by. Marlin barely moving as he exits turn two. The entire field rocketing by. We don't see any smoke or telltale signs. Marlin under power but barely rolling here on the back stretch. Might have lost the engine in that car. He is down on the apron of the racetrack. Let's see if anybody's around his pit. We are in his pits, and it is an engine problem for Sterling Marlin. He is going to come in the pits, but engine problems for Sterling Marlin. So nobody will win a three Daytona 500s in a row, barring a miracle for Sterling Marlin, who has lost the motor in his car and is heading into the pits. Let's go back to pit road. You fellas mentioned a moment ago how Dale Jarrett now has brought that second draft up to catch the front draft. He said after they took a look at that right front fender repair, the car is still just a tick tight off the corners, but he said it was much, much better, and he just radioed in and said, fellas, it's nearly as good as it was at the start, so let's not count out the number 88 machine for Dale Jarrett either. 
Here comes Sterling Marlin down onto the pit lane. His car coasting now slowly. He's already fallen a half a lap behind. He'll go a lap down as the field comes off of turn number four and back around to put him a lap down on the pit lane. We'll cover Marlin. Stop. Jim Phillips is there. Well, the car is not running. The engine's not running. The crew is stepping across the wall. The, the hood will go up on the, the machine right now. No indication as yet of what the engine problem might be on the Marlin car, but the engine is not running. He's trying to fire it up right now. He does fire it up, but there is some smoke running out of the header pipes on the left side. That's very possible. The ignition went out on the car. Let's hope that's what it is, and maybe they can get that fixed and get him back in there. But if it is an internal problem on the motor, it will be a short day for Sterling Marlin. He certainly had one of the cars to beat. We are 19 laps away from the halfway point today in the Daytona 500 as Sterling sits on pit road, helpless for the moment, just watching the crew work on the car. Tell you the ironic thing about that, Sterling had just taken the lead for the first time in the race. Of all those lead changes we had had early on, he had never led a lap and had just taken the top spot for the very first time on lap 77, then on lap 79. Everything goes amiss and he ends up down on the pit lane. Here comes the field with John Andretti now out in front. Andretti, the 11th different driver lead, going to feel a challenge to his inside. Here goes Terry Labonte looking low in turn number one. Labonte takes the inside groove, tries to advance, but he won't. He'll get a challenge to the outside. Ken Schrader will pull up alongside Terry Labonte. He'll race him for second. It's going to allow John Andretti to stretch out his lead by five car lengths on the backstretch. Terry Labonte trying to get some help from Michael Waltrip from behind. Now Labonte cuts right to left across about three lanes of the backstretch. Gets right down next to the white line toward the inside. Now he brings it back up and goes side-by-side side with Schrader. Earnhardt also joins the inside tango as they line up side-by-side side for the second position. Schrader has the edge, but here comes Labonte to the inside. And that's the best thing John Andretti could see is look in that rearview mirror and see him two wide and maybe three wide. It allows him to get a little breathing room, breathing room of about three car lengths at lap 83. John Andretti, Ken Schrader, and Ricky Rudd are the front three in the Daytona 500. Lap 84 of 200 just been completed. Sterling Marlin's car has gone behind the wall. Jim Phillips? And if they had the engine running, Alan, but there is still smoke trailing from an overflow in the deck lid area. They have an overflow back there. They're racing the engine. You can hear it in the background. They're not sure exactly what it is, but one of the crew members said they think it's a burned piston. Tough break for Sterling Marlin, whose effort to be the first man to win three Daytona 500s in a row has gone sour before the halfway point. Sterling Marlin's car has just been pushed back out from behind the wall. He is coming back onto the racetrack, though six laps down, any hopes he had of winning the Daytona 500 have gone up in smoke, but he is back out on the racetrack. Meantime, Terry Labonte, a man who has led much of the early stages of this race, been among the several who have led, has fallen way back in the field. Labonte, who was running up at the front of the pack just a few few laps ago, has now fallen all the way back to the 21st position. Jim Phillips is headed toward the Kellogg's pit to see if he can get us an update there, but things not seeming to go right for Labonte at this stage of the race either. Jim? Gary Dehart. Gary, you've lost a lot of uh, ground. What's the problem? But something's locking up in the car. We don't know if it's the brakes, a gear, uh, transmission. We don't know. We, we don't know yet what exactly is wrong with it. It's just started, those last few laps, it started losing RPM, and he noticed it. And uh, we'll probably have to be here in a few minutes. But we, you, don't, you don't think it's an engine problem? Uh, no, the, the gauges look pretty normal, so I don't think it's an engine problem. 
That's Gary Dehart, the crew chief for Terry Labonte. He has fallen all the way back to about 21st position, riding along way back at the tail end of that lead draft and definitely off the pace. Here he comes out of turn number four, and let's see if he's just going to nurse it along here and hope for a caution to get in and maybe check and find the problem. Meanwhile, Sterling makes a lap or so. He brings the car right back onto pit road after having a problem a moment ago. He had just taken the lead, as Alan Bestwick said, and all of a sudden the car slowed down. He dropped off the pace and went back into the garage area. Actually, he didn't go. He went behind the pit wall, and they are about to take him back there a second time this afternoon. 88 laps are on the board. We're 12 away from the halfway mark. Let's set the field for you now. The race leader is John Andretti. Running second is Ken Schrader. Ricky Rudd is holding down the third position. In the fourth spot is... Bill Elliott, who's had a great run this afternoon. Mark Martin has come up to the fifth position with Dale Earnhardt running in sixth. Dale Jarrett is now seventh, and Ted Musgrave is eighth. Ninth place belongs to Michael Waltrip with Lake Speed in the tenth position. Eleventh is Jeff Burton. Now in twelfth is Robert Presley. Mike Wallace in thirteenth. Chad Little, fourteenth. Side-by-side for fifteenth. Jimmy Spencer there with Dave Marcus. Running in seventeenth is Jeff Bodine. Ricky Craven holds down the eighteenth position. Nineteenth is Jeff Purvis. Jeremy Mayfield is twentieth. Wally Dallin back 21st, 22nd Kyle Petty Bobby Hamilton 23rd, Terry Labonte shows 24th, Loy Allen is 25th, 26th is Morgan Shepard Rusty Wallace is 27th, Bobby Labonte 28th, Darrell Waltrip 29th Brett Bodine is 30th 31st is Johnny Benson, 32nd is Kenny Wallace, 33rd is Hutch Strickland, those 33 cars are on the lead lap, one lap down in 34th is Elton Sawyer Three laps down in 35th is Ward Burton. Running now five laps down in 36th is Steve Grissom's car. Showing 37th is Sterling Marlin. Now seven laps down. 38th position belongs to Rick Mast. Nine laps down. Derek Cope shows uh, out of the race. Ernie Irvin has been on and off the pit lane. Joe Nemechek has been in and out of the garage. Jeff Gordon still in the garage after a lap 10 crash. And Dick Trickle has officially retired from the race. He is it gets the 43rd position. Good run for Jimmy Spencer this afternoon. We're just kind of checking on where Jimmy was a moment ago. He had worked his way up to about 14th. He slid back a couple of spots now uh, to 16th position, but he's run a good solid race this afternoon. It has been furious at the front of the pack. They have raced almost from the opening gun this afternoon to the current point we are in the event this afternoon like it was the last lap of the Daytona 500. We've seen a 39-car draft for a long time, then it dropped off to 20, and now there are four up in the lead pack as they work across the line. Let's go to the pits. The man trying to win the Daytona 500 three times in a row, but it won't happen today, Sterling Marlin. You're behind the wall. What's the problem? Some broken engine. Uh, don't know if rock arm or whatever, but smoking real bad. It lost about 400 RPMs. I tell you, the it was a little off on the start on the chassis. Got it just where we wanted and uh, got the lead. And I said, was right where we need to be, and the engine broke on us. So it's engine problems for Sterling Marlin. And ironically, we said he had just taken the lead for the first time in the race when his problem happened going off at a turn number one. And Sterling Marlin will not win the Daytona 500 in 1996. Leaders working their way around some lap traffic off of turn number four. John Andretti goes wide to put a lap on Rick Mast, who's been off the pace after getting tangled up in an accident on lap number 10. Let's take you back through the storyline of the Daytona 500. That lap number 10 caution flag swept a contender out of the race as Jeff Gordon has been in the garage since then, having repairs made to his car. Gordon either got nudged from behind or the wind from another car. Either way, turned his machine loose off of turn number four. When he corrected it, swung back around and nosed into the outside wall with the right front corner. He's been in the garage since then. On lap number 28, Ernie Irvin got into the wall off the trioval after he ran into the back of Dale Earnhardt's car. He said Earnhardt slowed for some reason. Irvin's been off the pace since then. Derek Cope crashed on lap 54, and at this point, we have had 11 different drivers lead the 
the race, changing the top spot some 18 times. This mid-race update brought to you by STP, celebrating 25 years with Richard Petty, a partnership in racing and high performance, STP, drive a better car. About to see a 19th change for the lead in the Daytona 500. John Andretti is just driving the wheels off that car here this afternoon. He's about to take the lead away from Kenny Schrader. Schrader doesn't want to give it up. The key right now is going to be Ricky Rudd. Who will he draft with? He's back there in third place over in turn two. Ricky Rudd was following John Andretti for a while. Now Andretti goes high in turn two. Schrader single-handedly down to the inside lane. is going to challenge again. They're dead even, headed to turn three. Here's Schrader to the inside of John Andretti's car. A Chevy Ford battle for the lead. They come close on the backstretch close together. They almost bump. Here comes Bill Elliott along with Ricky Rudd's car. Ricky Rudd hooks up behind Ken Schrader, so the bottom line begins to advance, but now Dale Earnhardt decides to help out Andretti on the top of the banking. Mark Barton also falling in line behind Earnhardt on the outside, but as they come off of turn number four, Schrader will get out in front of John Andretti and will take the lead now on lap 94. Now Andretti swings wide behind Schrader off the trioval, trying to move back around and take the top spot just six laps from halfway. Single file on the front two cars. Schrader, then John Andretti, then it's double wide from there on back. Earnhardt to the outside of Ricky Rudd. Mark Martin next in line. He's got another car. Bill Elliott down to the inside there. Earnhardt's going to advance from the outside lane. He'll take third off turn two. Earnhardt moves on by. He's clear now with a clear shot toward the top two cars. Mark Martin moves up behind Earnhardt into fourth. Now Bill Elliott rallies back to the inside. All the while Ricky Rudd right in between the draft to the inside on the outside. All by himself loses six positions. He's at the back of the lead draft. Ken Schrader leads the Daytona 500 as the race approaches its halfway point. We have completed 96 of the 200 laps. Schrader working his way midway between turns three and four now. Beginning to feel a little heat. John Andretti trying a little higher line in the corner. Trying to see if he can't get back around Schrader before halfway. But instead, Andretti may lose the second spot. Dale Earnhardt took a quick peek to his inside off the turn. Instead fell back in line single file. Across the start-finish line, 97 laps complete. Three laps away from the $10,000 Gatorade payout at halfway. The leaders are in one. Ken Schrader leads the freight train, climbing up into turn number one. Right behind him, the Ford of John Andretti, then Dale Earnhardt sits third. Everybody single file, working off turn number two. Further back, you've got Elliott sitting in fourth, Dale Jarrett fifth. No one stepping out of line. They will stay single file. The lead pack starting to close up on some slower traffic. Soon they'll be catching up with the Kenny Wallace car and also with Johnny Benson. Ken Schrader making his preparations to get around those lap machines through the banking. Here they come off turn number four. They may need to negotiate around them as they approach the start-finish line. Schrader still leads. And give a call to Dale Earnhardt. He cut a little slack there just a moment ago coming out of turn number four for John Andretti to let him get back in with the car. Got just a little bit kicked out toward the wall. They go back to turn number one. Here's Earnhardt taking a look down to the inside. And in he will tuck back in. It looked like he was going to go with Andretti for a bid for the lead. They're over to turn two. I think they both saw those slower cars directly ahead, Barney, and thought they better get back in line and stay in the lead pack. Kenny Schrader now leads that pack, closing in on the cars of Kenny Wallace and Johnny Benson. Now Schrader trying to decide which way to go. He directs traffic on the back straightaway. He closes right up behind Kenny Wallace's back bumper. Schrader checks the inside. Now to the outside. Schrader's red Chevrolet drifts up the banking. Here goes Andretti. He wants to take it to the middle of the racetrack, but he decides Decides to fall in line. Now Schrader cuts it to the inside off the fourth turn. Splitting the lap cars as he comes off the corner. Schrader will go to the outside of Kenny Wallace and to the inside of Johnny Benson. 
The Daytona 500 will be halfway completed when the leader comes back around to the start-finish line. He's on the backstretch. Ken Schrader has the race lead on the back straightaway after some nifty moving through some traffic the last time by. He still has John Andretti right behind him. Those two now rocket off the end of the backstretch. It's the dash for the halfway cash in turn number three, and Ken Schrader protects the inside lane, tucks it right down onto the white line. Here he comes off the fourth turn, back to start-finish. For $10,000 and the Gatorade Front Runner Award, Ken Schrader sweeps into the tri-oval, and the Budweiser Chevrolet leads at halfway of the Daytona 500. Doyle Ford holding the cross flags out, and now just past halfway, John Andretti will take a shot at Schrader for the lead in one. Andretti digs down to the low lane of the racetrack, looking for some drafting help. Will Earnhardt fall in line? Yes, Earnhardt drops down to the lower lane. They'll both blow by Ken Schrader. Here's Bill Elliott trying to make the move as well. Elliott's red, white, and yellow Ford occupies the inside lane of the racetrack. Now Dale Earnhardt steps over in front of him. Here comes Dale Jarrett from behind Bill Elliott's car, trying to push him by Ken Schrader. Now three Fords gang up on Ken Schrader as Mark Martin joins the fray. They'll hang Schrader out to drive to the top of the banking. Elliott gets the spot. They'll come down and put 101 laps on the board. And Jim Phillips, we should see some pit stops coming up very shortly. Yes, we should, Mark. They stopped on uh, lap 55 for fuel and tires. And most of these uh, cars, I don't think, at this point in the race, is going to stretch it much. Just talk to Mike Bean here this minute. Mike, you're having a great run. You pitted on lap 55. What can we see the next pit stop? Jim, we're going to stop probably about 107, trying to find somebody that we can stop with, you know. Uh, we'll just see. That's kind of safe, but, you know, as hard as everybody's work, I hate to run out of fuel, you know, so we'll just kind of play it by here and see if we can find somebody to dance with. You had a good car all day today. Yeah, the car's really good, you know. Ernie and those boys really worked hard on the motors. And these guys, they worked hard for the last three weeks, you know, and we've been kind of quiet all week, and hopefully I keep telling these boys we're going to be okay, so, you know, uh, Bill, he, you know, he's Bill Elliott, you know, I'd rather have him here than anyone, and he's pretty pumped up, so I think we're ready to go. I think so, too. We're ready to go. Bill Elliott, one of only a handful of drivers that have ever won the Daytona 500 more than once, the 85 and 87 winner of the event. Only five drivers, Richard Petty, Cale Yarborough, Bobby Allison, Sterling Marlin, and Elliott, have won the Daytona 500 more than one time. John Andretti, the leader, Dale Earnhardt second, Bill Elliott shows in the third position right now. Let's go back to Pit Road. One of the other interesting aspects of a multi-car team, something that's unfolding here now, as Larry McReynolds from the Ernie Irvin Robert Yates car has come down to spend some time in the Dale Jarrett Robert Yates owned pit area and what's happening is that while Todd Parrott, the crew chief for Jarrett and chief mechanic James Ince work on other aspects, Larry's been going up here trying to line up some pit stop partners for Dale Jarrett's car but Larry was quick to point out that he's not forgetting Ernie but with Ernie being many laps down and on a different pit stop schedule, McReynolds now will start splitting his time between the 28 and 88 car as we head down the finish of the 500. You can't afford to come in there and with that pit stop and go out all by yourself. If you don't have somebody to draft with, you need to pit pretty much with that lead pack and be hooked up toward the front of the field. The lead pack now winds their way into turn number three. They'll have to take the high line this time, getting around some of the lap cars. John Andretti brings them through the corner. Earnhardt, for the moment, seems content. Feels like his car is working real good, and patience may well pay off for Dale Earnhardt today. Hasn't been that aggressive early. We've seen him charge a couple of times, Alan, but for the most part, 
He's playing a very waiting game here this afternoon at Daytona. Dale Earnhardt led 13 laps earlier in the race from laps 5 to 18. A pair more from laps 23 to 25. We haven't seen him in the lead since lap 25. We're about to put lap 105 on the board. We do expect pit stops to begin happening under the green flag, barring a caution within the next few moments. Pit stops somewhere between lap 107 and 110 for almost all of the front cars. You heard Mike Beam talking about finding someone to pit with, as well as Eli Gold talking about Larry McReynolds on the hunt now for Dale Jarrett. Remembering yesterday afternoon's Goodies 300, what happened at the end of the race when the five cars in the lead draft all pitted separately is nobody had any drafting help when they came back out, and when Steve Grissom picked up a drafting help in the form of a lapped car, that allowed him to push on by Dale Jarrett and win the race. You don't want to come down the pit lane by yourself if you can help it at all, and right now a lot of let's make a deal things going on up and down behind the pit lane as crew chiefs try and set strategy and pick partners for who to come down the pit lane with for these green flag stops. They wind their way back to turn two. Eight car lead draft working off turn two onto the back straight away. John Andretti at the head of the pack. No one steps out of line. One driver who has worked his way up through the field and caught up with that lead pack would be Ted Musgrave. Now his blue, white, and red, and yellow Ford is riding along back around the seventh position. Michael Waltrip also is trying to scramble up to that lead pack. He's back in the eighth spot. They'll race off turn four. Nobody steps out of line. Everybody's still single file. For now, what had been an 11 car lead draft is broken off into groups of eight and three. The cars of uh, Jeff Burton, also Ricky Rudd, and Lake Speed have lost contact with the front eight now. Here we're beginning to see pit stops now off of turn number four. Ward Burton, a couple of laps down, is on the pit lane, but so are some of the cars on the lead lap. Robert Presley, Chad Little, and Dave Marcus bring their cars down the pit lane for the first of the green flag stops. It's lap 106. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Well, Alan, we've walked up back into the garage area. Sterling Marlin has pulled his car, retired it. He's gone up into the hauler. He's debriefing up there with some of his crew members. We hope to get a comment from him earlier. Robert Presley took two tires the first time, four tires the second time. So he'll get service now and return to the track. Most of those cars that Alan told you are on pit road will get four tires and a tank of Unical fuel. Bobby Hamilton brings the STP Pontiac in also. He is making a stop at the moment. It looks like Ricky Rudd is slowing down out of turn number four, and Rudd will become the first of the lead pack at the very front of the field to make his pit stop. Ricky is in right now. We're seeing some other cars peel off the banking up in turn number four, getting ready to come onto pit road, but that lead draft is still just working its way around the speedway. Hamilton down the way, goes back onto the racetrack. Here comes Wally Dolan back in. Kenny Wallace is bringing his car in. Let's go down to Jim Phillips. Ricky Rudd is in. Right side tire is going on. First can of Unical gasoline is in. Wally Dolan back is in his pit area. They service him. Right side tire is going on by Jimmy Means of the crew. And the first, uh, let's see, right side tires are on for Rudd. Now they're going around the left side, so these teams not taking any chances. Four tires and Unical gasoline on this end of the pit lane. Brett Bodine, Darrell Waltrip, Bobby Labonte, Kenny Wallace, Steve Grissom also in. Ricky Rudd not stopping with any help. We talked about that just a minute ago. Didn't have anybody to come down the pit lane with him, so he is going to go back out onto the racetrack. Maybe able to pair up with Wally Dallenbach, who's also just leaving the pit lane. We'll see if that's hurt Rudd when it comes time to shuffle all the way through the cycle of stops and where things spread out on the racetrack in terms of who's running where relative to who before and after the pit stops. The lead cars, meanwhile, are still up to speed down the back straightaway with John Andretti out in front. Now Bill Elliott has taken over the second spot and Dale Jarrett running third with Earnhardt falling back in line in the fourth position, Ken Schrader fifth. Then next in line behind Schrader would be Michael Waltrip, Mark Martin, and Ted Musgrave. That's the lead group now of eight cars as they come off of turn number four. And now diving for the bottom is everyone. All eight cars in the lead group beginning to slow 
flow towards the pit lane. Here is Andretti, Elliott, Jarrett, Earnhardt, Schrader, Michael Waltrip, Martin Musgrave, also others behind them. Jeff Burton and Lake Speed slowing for pit stops. Here's Mike Wallace coming down the pit lane. Ricky Craven, Jeff Bodine, everybody heading for the pits. Let's start with Andretti and Eli Gold. Tim Brewer and the boys go around to the right side of the automobile. The purple, orange, and white colors getting jacked up in the air. Further back down the pit lane, the Wood Brothers busily at work on the Michael Waltrip car. Four-tire stop underway for Dale Jarrett as well. It seems to be routine all the way. Johnny Benson is in for service. Also, Mike Wallace in as we go to Jim Phillips. Right side tires only for Elliott and a can of gasoline, or two cans, I should say. Kenny Schrader is in. It's four tires for him. Mark Martin is in. Dale Earnhardt with four tires and Unical gasoline. Here comes Mark Musgrave and Jeff Burton all four tires and Unical gasoline, but Elliott, only two. And it's going to be a good move for everybody that came in on that lead draft. They'll go back out and have somebody to run with, and we may see it shape up just like it was before. 109 laps in the record book here in the Daytona 500. John Andretti back on the pit lane for a second stop under green. Eli? They're back to the right side of the automobile. They jack it up, make a change, and he pulls away. They'll also splash in some more fuel. We'll get the word from Tim Brewer in a moment as to why the second stop. Bill Elliott is the 12th different driver to lead the 38th Daytona 500 Motor Racing Network live at the Daytona International Speedway as Elliott flashes across the start-finish line to complete the 114th lap of the 200 that make up the race. Elliott taking on only two tires under the set of green flag pit stops that have just occurred in the last five laps, while all the other lead cars have gotten four. The problem is for Elliott, he's out on the track by himself with no drafting help, and the cars behind him have all gotten in line and will begin to chase him down. After the pit stops, Dale Jarrett is shown as second, Michael Waltrip third, Dale Earnhardt fourth, Ken Schrader fifth, Mark Martin running in sixth, Robert Presley seventh, Ted Musgrave is eighth, Ricky Rudd is ninth, and Ricky Craven in tenth. Eleventh is Lake Speed, Jeff Burton is twelfth, Wally Dallin back thirteenth, Jimmy Spencer fourteenth, and Mike Wallace in 15th. Dave Marcus shows 16th, Chad Little 17th, Jeremy Mayfield 18th, Jeff Purvis 19th, and Kyle Petty 20th. 21st and still on the lead lap, Darrell Waltrip, Rusty Wallace in 22nd, 23rd is Loy Allen, 24th is Bobby Labonte, Morgan Shepard runs 25th, you've got Brett Bodine in 26th, Bobby Hamilton in 27th, and Jeff Bodine in 28th. Those cars on the lead lap. One lap down in 29th is John Andretti. That's where he cycles after having to make the second pit stop under the green flag. Showing 30th, also a lap down, is Johnny Benson. 31st is Kenny Wallace. 32nd is Hutch Strickland. 33rd, Elton Sawyer. All those cars one lap down. Two laps down in 34th is Terry Labonte. Running four laps down in 35th is Ward Burton. Six laps down in 36th is Steve Grissom. And running 10 laps down in 37th is Rick Mast. Out of the race, Sterling Marlin, Derek Cope, Joni Macek, and Dick Trickle. Uh, I take that back. Joni Macek has his car on the speedway still after having been involved in an accident earlier. He's many laps down. And Jeff Gordon has just brought his car back out onto the racetrack 105 laps down after being involved in an accident on lap number 10. That's where we stand now as we reach the 116 lap mark. Elton Sawyer is on pit road. Let's see if we can get a report there. Mike Hill and the boys going to work on the left side of that automobile. They do a four-tire change, fill the Unical fuel tank back up and off he goes. I talked with Tim Brewer seconds ago. There was some concern on the John Andretti car that the right rear tire on that first pit stop moments ago hadn't been secured completely and as Tim said you don't want to err at all at Daytona except erring on the side of safety so that's why they brought Andretti back in. 
Bill Elliott back across the line. A moment ago, the interval between himself and Dale Jarrett was about three and a half seconds. It's less than a second and a half right now because Dale Jarrett has some drafting help, and he is running down the leader over in turn two. And Bill Elliott has, Bill Elliott has no one to help him along. He's out there all by himself. Now you're beginning to see here from turn two the fact that Jarrett is certainly closing it down to within about seven car lengths. He's drafting along with John Andretti. They're tightening it up on Elliott. And here they come off the end of the back straightaway now. Andretti, although he has lost that lap, has been strong all day. And now Jarrett really begins to chop down the margin on the leader. Andretti may be able to get that lap back. We'll see now as Elliott races off turn four. Here comes Andretti. The interval now one car length back to the start-finish line. A little bit of deja vu from yesterday when Jimmy Spencer was drafting with Steve Grissom up to Dale Jarrett. Now it's John Andretti drafting and pulling Dale Jarrett up to Bill Elliott across the start-finish line. They'll swing to the outside of Jeff Bodine to put him a lap down. Now Jarrett and Andretti are right on the leader's back bumper. Here they come into turn number one. Bill Elliott leads the way. John Andretti goes high. Dale Jarrett follows that line. Now Jarrett drops down low. He'll try to pull down in front of Jeff Bodine. He's about five car lengths and one lap car behind the race leader. Out of turn two and on to the back straight away. Let's see now what Dale Jarrett will decide to do. For the moment, he just continues to track back behind John Andretti's Ford. Elliott slips down to the inside of the racetrack. Here comes Andretti. Looks to the inside, but Elliott is there. Now he peeks high, but right behind, there's Dale Jarrett. The three cars race off four, back to start finish. That whole situation could change in about another three laps because Dale Earnhardt, who rides along back there about two and a half seconds behind that front draft, has five or six cars that are also running fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh with him, and they're chasing down the front two. They're back in one. Robert Presley is there along with Dale Earnhardt. You've also got Mark Martin, Kenny Schrader, Michael Waltrip, and Ted Musgrave, who we haven't talked much about today. He's beginning to come into the picture. Now here's Dale Jarrett finally making the move by the lap car of John Andretti. He gets down to the inside of John Andretti's car. Dale Jarrett does. Now he has to accommodate to get around the outside of Ernie Irvin's machine on the backstretch. Now with more clear racetrack, he tries to squeeze by Andretti. Side by side as they climb the 31-degree banking. Andretti is strong on the outside, but Jarrett is strong as well. Still side by side off the turn. Down to the start-finish line. Bill Elliott has opened up again. A little interval on Dale Jarrett and John Andretti. And Jarrett having a lot of trouble getting by Andretti. Now he noses out in front as they cross the start-finish line. Jarrett will go cleanly into the second spot. Andretti a lap down will fall in line behind him. A lead draft is beginning to reform. Dale Jarrett has caught Bill Elliott, and Dale Earnhardt is beginning to pull that second group of six cars up on Jarrett's back bumper as they weave in and out of lap traffic. Lap 121 on the board. From the Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Just past the 300-mile mark of the Daytona 500, live on MRN Radio at the Daytona International Speedway. Right now, Bill Elliott has the race lead with Dale Jarrett tucked right in his back bumper. Then the lap car of John Andretti before you get to Dale Earnhardt running third. Robert Presley, a solid day in fourth. And Ken Schrader, who holds down the top five. Mark Haglin, the president of STP Products, has joined us in the booth. That bright silver Pontiac out there with some special meaning on the STP car. The new colors this year, Mark. No, that's right, Alan. It's our 25th anniversary, and uh, that's just one of five cars we're going to run this year. We're going to run some different paint schemes uh, commemorating some of the uh, famous uh, races that Richard Petty won over his career. And uh, we're real excited about the 25th anniversary. We've got some surprises for the uh, race fans and for the consumers out there. And uh, looking forward to the year. Could you ever believe a sponsorship would last 25 years between a race team and a company like yourself? That's the longest one on the books. Uh, now that we got 25 uh, uh, behind us, it seemed like, uh, you know, we can't think of anything else we would rather be doing. Yeah. I, 
I imagine we're going to be uh, celebrating 50 before we know it. Look forward to seeing a gold race car out there after a little while. There you go. If I could add the numbers <laughs> up in my head, I'd figure out what year of the Daytona 500 that would be. Mark, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Okay, good seeing you, Alan. Mark Haglin, the president of STP Products, here celebrating 25 years of their company sponsoring Richard Petty's racing efforts. They're about to put 125 laps on the board. Bill Elliott at the front of the field. Dale Jarrett has chased him down with a little drafting help from Earnhardt and John Andretti. Andretti is the third car back behind the two front machines. Now, he is a lap down, but he's certainly in a good position right now to get his lap back if he can get a little help. Dale Earnhardt eases in behind him. Let's see what happens in turn two. Earnhardt sneaking up. Again, he's just a few car lengths back, and he does have that lap car of Andretti separating him from the front two. Robert Presley not far behind Earnhardt. Then comes a track of about uh, five cars all working to chase him down. Part of that pack of five is the Mark Martin car. He starts to swing down out of line. Now Michael Waltrip does the same just in front of him. Waltrip tucks down to the inside of the racetrack. Ken Schrader about three car lengths in front of him. Now Schrader's trying to get by Presley. Presley drifts up the banking. Schrader looks to the inside. Well, they stay single file for the moment. Work their way back down to the start-finish line. Mark Martin, who we haven't heard a whole lot about today, haven't talked that much about him. He's been up in the top ten a couple of times. Currently is being posted back in eighth position. Let's see if we can get a word out of his pit. Yes, we can, Barney. Here's Steve Veal watching his car go by. Steve, you didn't start off. You have to come a long way to get up to where you're at right now. When it comes down to playing time, can you be there? I don't know. All these cars rely on other people to pull them around, you know, and it's just how it shakes out. It's, this is probably the longest we've ever run at Daytona and, and had a 8, 10, 12-car draft. It's pretty amazing. It's really hard on the race car drivers. You know, they're getting anxious. They want to go. They want to get that guy off their back bumper, and they want to get on the guy in front of them back bumper. So, I think there's plenty of excitement left yet, and, and uh, from based on what we've done so far, we're going to be in real good shape, but it just depends on who we get to go with when the time comes. So far, it looks like your car has been handling very well. Well, we hope so. We were terrible last Saturday qualifying. We kept saying, chin up, guys. We'll be okay. You know, it's going to handle real good on next Sunday, and, and it's worked out, but a lot of that's got to do with Mark's uh, ability to pick the right car to go with in the draft, and we've been real lucky so far. I'm Steve Beal, Mark Martin's crew chief. Field now working its way off of turn number two. Bill Elliott leads him onto the backstretch. Elliott leads him onto the backstretch, but he has plenty of company stacking up right behind him. About ten cars all stacked up in line. Here comes John Andretti's lap car trying to dice around back behind Dale Jarrett, who runs second in the running order. But he decides to go ahead and hold his position for now. Now Andretti drifts up the banking. Dale Earnhardt may be able to take advantage of this, but he only opens up about half a lane. You almost get the feeling that Dale Earnhardt has not showed his entire hand here this afternoon. He has tested a lot of the better cars at the front of the field, and Reddy this time goes alongside. Earnhardt slides underneath him and now has clear sailing to try and catch the front two as they work back to the west end of the speedway. Earnhardt has company, too. Robert Presley there on the rear deck. He'll fall in line behind Earnhardt. Then you've got Ken Schrader and Michael Waltrip. All those cars working down to the inside. Up front, Jarrett takes a look underneath Bill Elliott. Not close enough, though, to make the move. Now here comes Dale Earnhardt. He moves down out of line just as quickly. Dale Jarrett comes down with him. That caused is Bill Elliott to swing to his left. He cuts off the lane and cuts off the advance of Jarrett. Now Ken Schrader's ready to rumble. He takes it down to the inside of Robert Presley. Presley up to the middle of the banking. Schrader down low, still side by side for fourth. Impressed with the run that Robert Presley has had today. He qualified with the fifth fastest time but had a problem in his Gatorade 125 on Thursday. Only started this race in the 25th position. Right now he's running for fourth and fifth with Ken Schrader. Let's go to his pit. Well, Andy Petrie just saw him go by. They've had a little interesting pit strap. Andy, you changed two tires the first time, then four, then back to two. Why that pit strategy? Well, the left side tire wear has been good. Car's been handling pretty good, so that seems to be the only strategy. Trouble off turn two. John Andretti and spun around hard into the outside. 
retaining wall. He hits the back end of the car, comes up in the air, now spins down to the inside. He was racing along with Robert Presley at the time. They made contact slightly. Then Andretti was drove hard into the outside wall off two. Car bounced all the way across the racetrack, didn't touch anybody else, so it will be a single car accident off turn number two. John's car has now come out on the apron of the racetrack and has gone all the way toward the inside grassy area off that big wide paved area out of turn two. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Back into that car came right up in the air, Barney, and once again those uh, air flaps on the roof of the car kicked in and kept the car on the ground, brought it right back down on the ground. He's done a lot of damage to the right side and the left side of the car. It's actually sitting over on the chassis on the left side. Again, as he raced off the corner, Andretti trying to get back on the lead lap was racing along with Robert Presley. The two made some contact on the high side of turn two, and uh, Andretti got steered right into the outside wall. The marks all along the outside retaining wall where he slammed in, then turned around twice before winding up down on the apron off turn two. John has climbed from that race car. He is okay, but a very hard crash in the backstretch. Michael Waltrip also got a piece of that. The Wood Brothers car is on the pit lane with some damage to the right front corner. Pit stops under caution. First to Eli Gold. All the leaders are in right now. Dale Jarrett getting service. Ford tire changed. Likewise, the Heilig Myers Ford all the way around. Loy Allen is into the attention of his crew. Jimmy Spencer likewise. Dale Earnhardt's in further down near Jim Phillips. Bill Elliott, the leader, is in. Changing right side tires. Now left side tires. Ricky Rudd is in. Jeremy Mayfield is in. Ken Schrader is in. Four tires for all these cars. Mark Martin just away. Ted Musgrave and Earnhardt races away from his pits. The hood is up on the Terry Labonte car. Looks like Bill Elliott won the race off the pit lane. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Four tires for Ricky Craven. He's followed out by Rusty Wallace. The rest of the cars on this end of pit road. Darrell Waltrip got service. Robert Presley was the first car in. He told his crew that the steering wheel was half a turn off, so they did some work on that automobile. Got four tires in gasoline. May look to see Robert Presley back on pit road. Brett Bodine will be the new leader of the Daytona 500 on lap number 132. He stayed on the racetrack and did not come down the pit lane for service under this caution flag. And so Brett Bodine will take over the race lead for the first time in the race. He will become the 13th different driver to lead the 500 this afternoon. We'll get an update on the second round of pit stops in just a minute. Also uh, look to get a word from John Andretti, who has gone to the infield care center for the mandatory checkup. Robert Presley running fifth at the time of the yellow flag outside of Andretti when Andretti's car spun around is back on the pit lane for a second stop. Uh, the crew's working on the right side of the car, Alan. They're pulling the sheet metal away from the right front of the car. They're taping underneath the right fender well, the right rear fender well of the car, like the kick panels may have been knocked loose, although he didn't seem to make any contact with John Andretti. He did complain to the crew that the steering wheel was off half a turn. That'll affect the handling. Steve Bart calling out, lets the uh, jack down on the car. Robert Presley returns. At Daytona, about a quarter of a lap away from going back to green flag racing. It'll wave on lap 134. Later on in today's broadcast, Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR, will select the Mechanic of the Race Award winner, $2,000 to the top NASCAR mechanic deemed from this day's event to be given out from the folks at Western Auto with $25,000 going to the Western Auto Mechanic of the Year at season's end. Elmo Langley revs up the Pontiac Firebird Trans Am pace car, heads for pit road. Bill Elliott leads him down for the restart. Green flag goes back up in the air. Elliott will try to get away from Dale Jarrett and Mark Martin. He's not going to be able to do it. 
it as everybody comes up through the gearbox and heads for turn number one. A lot of lap traffic down the inside of that outside groove as they go back into the corner and head for Joe Moore in turn two. One of those cars is Jeff Bodine. He's got the inside lane pretty well held up as Bill Elliott and Dale Jarrett go to the outside and get by. Also down low, you got Johnny Benson sitting there. Bobby Hamilton is there. The lead lap cars in the outside lane. They all file by as they exit turn two. Big, long line of traffic is stacking up in the outside lane up near the outside retaining wall. Here's Elliott with the race lead off the end of the backstretch. Dale Jarrett tags along close behind. Mark Martin third, but uh, third, fourth back in the draft, I should say. Third on the racetrack round. Try to make a move around Jeff Bodine. Up high goes another machine. It's Kyle Petty. He tries to move to the outside of Martin. Those cars trying to clear lap traffic off of turn number four as they come back down around to the start-finish line. Elliott, Jarrett, then the lap car of Jeff Bodine. Then you've got Mark Martin and Kyle Petty running in line fourth and fifth. Dale Earnhardt running sixth. Good run for Ricky Craven in seventh. Single file to one. Three Ford show the way. A Pontiac rides along now in the fourth spot. He's going to be challenged by a Chevy. The Pontiac and Kyle Petty loses his spot to Dale Earnhardt. He's got it hooked up by Kyle Petty. He'll get by Mark Martin. He's now going after the lap car of Jeff Bodine. Trouble, Trouble. off of turn number two. Two cars, three cars get together. One of those, Bobby Labonte, hits the outside wall. Loy Allen is involved over here. Brett Bodine and also Mike Wallace all get together and spin off turn two. One of those cars was tagged by another and turned straight left into the outside wall. It looked like the uh, car on the back straightaway that's sitting about halfway up that belongs to Mike Wallace. He took a hard shot into the outside wall. Loy Allen and Brett Bodine also involved. Bobby Labonte spun to avoid it, but a hard crash exiting turn number two has put the caution flag back out onto the speedway at lap 136. Joe, those cars racing side by side back in lap traffic and it looked like some contact between them got Mike Wallace turned around. Gathered them all up and Mike Wallace from our vantage point here in turn two got the worst end of that is Heilig Myers Ford pretty well back banged up from all sides. The other cars, as you said, involved there. Brett Bodine, who had had a very good run this afternoon, and Loy Allen. He's got a lot of damage to the left side and to the rear of his Ford. All three of those cars still sitting here on the back straightaway. Boy, if you get crash. just a little bit out of shape off turn number two, you're going to turn around, and nine times out of ten, you're going to collect somebody else. I'm surprised we didn't get more than four cars involved in that. Again, it's Mike Wallace, Bobby Labonte, Brett Bodine, and Loy Allen. And we're seeing some of those guys climb out of the car. Here's Mike Wallace getting out of his car over there. And we'll update you further as soon as we get some word on the other drivers. Boy, uh, uh, tough tough crash off of turn number two there for Mike Wallace. And also Loy Allen's car suffering some heavy damage. We'll get a further update from over there in just a minute. But it's put us under caution for the fifth time in the race. And it comes out on lap number 136 after a three-car accident off of turn number two. Allen, all the drivers have climbed from their cars. Mike Wallace got out of his machine, checked out the damage. Loy Allen just now climbing out, and Brett Bodine also out of the car here on the backstretch. So an update from Joe Moore in turn two, and uh, Joe, with the benefit of a video replay, from the looks of it, they were three wide coming off the corner, and it looks like Mike Wallace's car just broke loose in the air and uh, just hung a right and hit that outside wall. No contact from anybody when the car started spinning, so you get that air bouncing around at 190 miles an hour. Sometimes uh, things happen that you don't expect. After we ran under the green flag for almost 80 laps, we've had two cautions in short succession. Let's go and wrap up the first caution of the two with Winston Kelly. Uh, one of the gentlemen who was the favorite for today's race, or one of the favorites, John Andretti. John, not where we wanted to see you. What happened out there? Well, unfortunately, um, we got caught a little bit behind there, and we need to catch back up. And um, before we got caught back up, even though we, need, we needed a yellow, but we didn't need to be the yellow. And, um, you know, just... just um, you know, circumstances, and now we're out of the race. It's it's real unfortunate for Kmart and Little Caesars team, but 
right. It, hopefully it'll be assigned things for 96, and we can run strong at Rockingham and continue on. How about the extra pit stop that you had to make? Uh, could you tell we were, it was reported that the left rear tire maybe wasn't quite attached as good as it needed to be? Could you feel it? Did you radio that to the crew, or did they call you back in? What happened there? Well, um, they said, do you, have, do you have a vibration? I said, yeah, I want about ready to throw me out of the car. And, um, and they said, well, you ought to bring it on back in. And before I even got back in, the, the wheel was um, starting to get loose. So, you know, we needed to make the extra stop, but it wasn't going to kill us. It, it was just... Um, you know, getting back in the lead lap, getting up in front of those guys, and and um, and you know, it's, the racing is so tight up there that you, you need a little bit of help from some friends. And um, when you get lapped down, you, you lose all your friends. And so I went, I was just scrambling through the back, trying to get back to the front of that, hoping to get in the lead of that, just in case the yellow did come out. Unfortunately, I ended up being the yellow. Definitely one of the strongest cars here all week long. John Andretti out. About set to go back to green flag racing in the 38th Daytona 500 live from the Daytona International Speedway on Motor Racing Network. Glad that you've joined us for our coverage this afternoon. Say hello to those of you listening on some new affiliates to the network as we get set to kick off the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Series in Moreno Valley, California, KHPY Radio. In Tallahassee, Florida, our new station, WAKU-FM. In Orlando, Florida, those listening on WHOO Radio. And in Davenport, Iowa, WLLR. Glad to have you with us. Part of 400 and 52 stations in 41 states carrying MRN's coverage of the Daytona 500 this afternoon. Pontiac Pace Car with Elmo Langley aboard about to make the dive onto pit road and cut them loose one more time under green. They'll go back to green at lap 140. Bill Elliott brings him down. Green flag goes in the air. Elliott sets sail. Dale Jarrett right behind him in the number two spot. Earnhardt rides third. Fourth is Mark Martin. Ricky Craven has picked his way up to fifth right now. He's having a good run here this afternoon. A lot of lap traffic down to the inside of the leaders in turn one. Bill Elliott now has broken free of the lap traffic. He gets by going into turn one right behind him. Dale Jarrett. Jarrett's still going to deal with Hunt Strickland here for a few minutes anyway. The outside lane begins to advance. Earnhardt there in third. Mark Martin fourth. Further back, Ricky Craven of the top five. Now the outside lane gains a ton of momentum coming down the back straightaway along the inside lane. Hutch Strickland's car is still there. Earnhardt has worked around his outside. There goes Mark Martin's car. Wanting to get back up to 190 miles an hour. Mark Martin looks to the top of the banking, but here's the battle for the lead. Dale Jarrett dives down to the inside of the racetrack and grabs it away. Jarrett found a sliver of an opening under Bill Elliott. Wedged his way to the top spot. Here goes Earnhardt by Elliott. Mark Martin and the lap car of Terry Labonte. It is Jarrett back out in front on lap 141, but now he's got Earnhardt on his back bumper as they race on the high side of turn one. Those cars come single file. Back to turn one. Jarrett, Earnhardt, then Mark Martin. Then it doubles up from there on back. Bill Elliott on the outside. The lap car and Terry Labonte down low. Then Ricky Craven buried behind two or three more lap cars. Here's Bill Elliott to the outside lane of Terry Labonte trying to crank on by. He may do that with some help from Bobby Hamilton who lines up behind Elliott up in the outside lane. But Labonte is stubborn. His lap car still there. Terry Labonte caught out of line. He loses one, two positions all by himself to the inside of the racetrack. Meanwhile, the front three break away. There are still 23 cars on the lead lap. That's how competitive the Daytona 500 has been here this afternoon. A three-car breakaway for the moment. Elliott gets shook all the way back to fourth. As they scoot back into turn number one, they are really scrambling a little further back in the pack. Joe Moore from about seventh, eighth, and ninth. That get in, gets very interesting in turn one. Yeah, it does. you got a lot of the lap cars mixed there among the cars on the lead lap that are trying to 
catch up with the front draft before they stretch this thing out. Kyle Petty is there. Ted Musgrave, they're working behind double-filed lap cars. Terry Labonte and Jeff Bodine. The first seven cars go single file. That's the first seven cars in the draft. Then it starts to stack up double wide from there on back. Up toward the front. Here goes Bill Elliott's car. Elliott takes it up to the top of the banking, but Mark Martin squeezes him all the way up to the outside lane. Martin now dives down to the bottom of the racetrack. Still side by side. Martin trying to get back in front of Ricky Craven before that inside draft leaves him as Elliott rumbles up to his outside. Start finish line. Elliott's problem is the draft is now behind Martin. So give Mark third. Here's Ricky Craven trying to get fourth away from Elliott. Craven's got drafting help from Ken Schrader. Here they come side by side, battling for the third spot. Meanwhile, a race for second shaping up. Mark Martin momentarily looked to the outside of Dale Earnhardt. And Earnhardt's going to look to the inside of Dale Jarrett. This could be a race for the lead off turn two. Ford, Chevy Ford right now in the top three. Here's Dale Earnhardt's black Chevrolet. He takes a peek around the outside of Dale Jarrett's Ford. Nothing there. He checks the inside. Now fades back around from Jarrett's car. Ricky Craven caught out of line. Loses three positions. But now here's Ken Schrader. He'll dive down in front of Craven. Craven picks up a draft. But he's going to have to watch his backside. There's Kyle Petty. Now seven car breakaway single file at the front of the field as they come back down. A couple of cars get three wide coming off turn number four. And they will send Kenny Wallace down pit road. Kenny almost spun the car out. Does the same thing as brother Rusty did the other day in one of the Gatorade qualifying races. Joins the tail end of the field, but keeps the car in a straight line. Let's check in the garage area right now with Winston Kelly. Well, Mike Wallace, one of the drivers involved in that accident, has just come out of the uh, infield care center. Mike, what happened out there? Winston, I really don't know, to be honest with you. You know, I uh, top of the racetrack stacked up, and I went to the bottom and kind of had a little bit of a run there and got in the middle of the corner, and all of a sudden the car got loose. I don't know if it was uh, I got loose on my own or helped, and then thought I had it gathered back up, and it was like the tire was flat or something at that point. And then all hell broke loose simply. And uh, it's a shame the Heilig Myers Klausner car was running awful well today. And I really think we had a top 10 finish, but it didn't get there. And it's a shame we took some other cars out with us. You know, that's that's the worst part of it. Had a good car on Thursday, another good one today. But Mike Wallace behind the wall. Dale Earnhardt has not led since lap 25, but now on lap 145, he is back out in front. He swept to the inside of Dale Jarrett's car in turn number three and now put Earnhardt out in front as the field works the backstretch. Earnhardt has nothing, absolutely nothing, but clear racetrack dead ahead. Here he is trying to shake the draft on Dale Jarrett. That's not going to work. Jarrett Follows his every move, and likewise for Bill Elliott. A couple of Fords tracking him down as they enter turn number three. This time, Dale Earnhardt keeps it right down to the ba- bottom of the racetrack. The two Dales race off turn four, one and two. Could well be time for Dale Earnhardt to test out the competition and see if that car is as strong as they have said it has been for the last ten days. He leads them back into turn number one. He's got some of the best in the business working on him. Dale Jarrett's had one of the strongest cars here as they go back into turns number one and two. Kenny Schrader has looked awfully strong today. That top draft of about 12 cars, single file. Here they come off turn number two. Ricky Rudd gets out of line, looks to the outside of Kyle Petty for a chance. He'll fall back in line along with Ricky Craven who rides right behind him. Everyone straightens out single file. Earnhardt at the front of the pack. Now here comes the challenge for the lead. Dale Jarrett starts to crank inside. Not enough racetrack. Thought better of it. Dropped down to the inside. Now everybody stays single file. Earnhardt right down to the bottom of the racetrack. And again, Dale Jarrett stays in his tire tracks as they race off four. Leaders break out 
Single file off the corner. They were three wide back for about the ninth spot a little bit earlier in turn four. They string it out now off the corner. Earnhardt, Jarrett, Elliott, Schrader, Martin, Kyle Petty, and Ricky Rudd. That is the top seven cars now as they go single file back to the corner. Great run for Kyle Petty. Barely even got into the 500. 29th spot the other day. Got the last or one of the last transfer spots in the Gatorade 125. Now he's worked his way up into a sixth place run. Let's go to pit road. Michael Waltrip also back up into the top ten after a series of stops. And you guys, Eddie Wood, have to do a lot of work on that car. You got it uh, back to where it needs to be, apparently. Well, we think we do. It picked up a little push after that because the front end's, you know, all bent up and wrinkled. But uh, I think he's doing a pretty good job. Got back up there where he's at. I was concerned to see whether the car would track correctly, whether the tow one was okay. Apparently so. Well, he said that the steering wheel didn't move, which we got a mark for top dead center, and he said it was okay, so we never touched it. So right now, the Sitco Ford back up into the top nine, and Michael Waltrip on the charge, even closer to the front. The lead of the Daytona 500 is about to change hands in turn number one. Dale Jarrett has dropped to the inside of Dale Earnhardt. The two Dale side by side. Earnhardt, though strong, he now has a nose out in front. Question two as to what Bill Elliott might do. First, he looked up to the outside toward Earnhardt. Now gets down inside behind Jarrett. Close quarters racing down to the inside lane. Elliott decides to help out the Ford, and Ford leads the Daytona 500, but the battle is on for second. Dale Earnhardt to the top of the banking. On the inside is Elliott. No big surprise the three Fords link up. Mark Martin's right up there, pushing him along also at the bottom of the racetrack. And now Jarrett gets a little breathing room as they go door to door back there for second place. Elliott down to the inside of Earnhardt. That's where the scramble is as they shuffle back to turn one. Those two racing for the second spot. Bill Elliott down to the inside lane with Mark Martin behind him. Earnhardt on the outside. Ken Schrader there. It's a Chevrolet parade up high. A Ford parade down low. Let's see what happens side by side off turn two. No one gets the edge this time. Ford parade is the one trying to advance from the inside lane. That's where Jared is trying to get all the help he can from Bill Elliott. Now here's Earnhardt crowding Elliott down to the inside lane. They go side by side. He'll get help from Ken. Ken Schrader right up at the top of the banking, but it's still side by side. Stacked up, double wide, 10 rows deep. About a 20-car group moving off of turn number four, and they're about to have a little kink thrown into this side-by-side racing lap traffic as they come into the tri-oval. It is Dar- Jarrett out in front by himself with Elliott and Earnhardt side-by-side for second on back, then another 10 rows of cars side-by-side in a pack. Now Earnhardt gets a nose out in front of Bill Elliott. That's a race for the second spot. Jarrett still about a car length and a half in front of all this side-by-side racing. They are closing in on lap traffic. Ernie Irvin just ahead of the race leaders. Side-by-side battle for second continues. Earnhardt versus Elliott with Earnhardt up in the outside lane. That's one of the best battles on the racetrack of the afternoon. Here's Mark Martin trying to help Elliott's cause. Dale Jarrett still busting through the air all by himself. Now the lap car of Ernie Irvin on the inside will scramble him up. Everybody has to swing up high. Elliott gets squeezed a bit. Still side by side. Three wide coming off that corner with Irvin all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack. That jumbles up that pack directly behind. Now they tuck in door to door. Still Dale Jarrett out front all by himself as he works back to one. Change for second place in turn one. Bill Elliott gets a nose out in front. Not for long though. Earnhardt again is strong. Now Earnhardt advances for the second spot. This battle's not over. Here again comes Bill Elliott digging down to the inside of the track. He's got drafting help from partner Mark Martin off two. Here comes Ken Schrader's red Chevrolet though up in the outside lane. Dale Earnhardt should be glad to see him coming. Going to try to help Earnhardt advance up toward the outside retaining wall. But Elliott still there to the inside. And Ken Schrader decides to try to go three wide. He takes it up to the top of the banking. But Earnhardt cuts him off. Now Martin moves to the 
inside. Give Bill Elliott the second spot as Earnhardt loses a position off of turn number four. Now racing side by side with Martin for third. Martin sticks a fender out in front. Now the entire car at the start-finish line. Jeff Burton, what a great run. First race for the third Roush team. He is racing now side by side with Earnhardt for fourth. Here they come side by side into the banking of turn number one. That's the first of the side-by-side action. The front three cars are single file. Burton hooked up well down low. He'll look for drafting help from Ken Schrader. Schrader falls in line and Burton advances over Earnhardt. That will happen at the expense of Dale Earnhardt indeed as he now finally manages to squeeze his way back into the main draft. He won't stay there for long. Here's Earnhardt on the run. Earnhardt takes a look to the top of the banking. I should say to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll dust him off. Now he looks to the inside of Martin, but Martin is glued to the low side. Hard to really tell just how strong Dale Earnhardt is. We're talking here in the booth a moment ago. Earnhardt hasn't tipped his hand all day long. He's led a couple of times, and then he's dropped back to third, to fifth, to sixth, but he's been able to come right back to the front of the field. This is the most breathing room anybody's had. It's a single file draft of five cars back to turn one. Jeff Burton got squeezed out of that lower lane. He went to the outside and has lost about four positions. He'll have to struggle to get back down in line. Meanwhile, up front, it's Dale Jarrett just ahead of Bill Elliott. Mark Martin looking for a chance to move, and Earnhardt's going for it on the back stretch. Now everyone straightens out single file again, at least through the top six cars in the draft. Off the end of the back stretch, Earnhardt to the inside. Snaking their way up into turn number three. Here's Earnhardt down to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll grab third. Here comes Schrader to the inside. Mark Martin stuck on the outside. Schrader will grab fourth. Martin now will have to race Ricky Craven for fifth. Actually, Martin will get that spot off the corner. Craven falls in line in sixth. Seventh and eighth side by side. Kyle Petty and Jeff Burton. Michael Waltrip side by side with Ricky Brud for ninth and tenth. Caution waving in the Daytona 500 for the sixth time. It happened off of turn number four, Fred Armstrong. Boy, you could feel the shot, Alan, on the outside of the racetrack as Lake Speed's car slammed into the wall. He collected Jeff Bodine, Robert Presley, and a host of others as smoke just billowed out of the multi-car accident as it scattered all the way down to the start-finish line. Jeff Bodine's car has come to rest out in the middle of the grass just short of the start-finish line. He has climbed out the window and is throwing his hands up like, here we go again, another one of those days. The other cars involved, Robert Presley got a piece of that just a moment ago. And right now, his car, limping on around, also still trying to get around the racetrack. It looked like Morgan Shepard got a chunk of it. Bobby Hamilton spun coming through there also, along with Jeff Purvis. Others who uh, may have been involved, Chad Little has taken his car directly behind the wall, and he apparently will have enough damage to be done, but the yellow flag waving for the sixth time. Pit stops under this caution flag. We start with Jim Phillips. Dale Earnhardt came in, two tires only, a lot of cars taking forward. Jeff Burton is taking forward. Ted Musgrave, Mark Martin, Kyle Petty all taking four tires. Couldn't see farther on down the line whether Bill Elliott took four or not, but the big thing is Earnhardt took two. Eli Gold. Ricky Craven took two. Dale Jarrett goes with four. The Wood Brothers for Michael Waltrip with only two. Others still working on their cars, including those who are in the accidents. They haven't even gotten around to tire changes yet. Winston Kelly is with one of the drivers involved in this latest accident. Uh, the 86 winner of this event 10 years ago. You took it to victory lane, Jeff, but not today. What happened out there? No, well, we ran out of gas. Uh, my fault. I stayed out too late, and the car ran out of gas. We got a lap down. car was handling really great and running good. And up in the group, uh, I was just trying to save gas towards the end. Draft with everybody. We thought we might be able to make it till the end without stopping. Coming off that corner, we just got all jammed up and uh, bumped into lake speed and caused a hell of a wreck. 
That's the word from Jeff Bodine, the 86 winner of the Daytona 500. So Jeff Bodine uh, involved in the incident along with Lake Speed, Chad Little, Jeff Purvis, Morgan Shepard got a piece of that, as did Robert Presley, bringing out the sixth caution of the Daytona 500 on lap number 159. Just joining us, 14 different drivers have changed the lead 27 times in this race. We have had six caution flags that have slowed the event. The big stories of the day thus far, Sterling Marlin's attempt to win the Daytona 500, a third straight time went up in smoke with an engine problem on lap 79. Jeff Gordon taken from the race on a lap 10 crash. He has retired his car. Ernie Irvin involved in an accident earlier on lap number 28 and that has put him many laps behind. John Andretti one of the favorites to win the race. He was running well, led much of the event. He was taken out of the race in an accident on lap number 130. So that is the story as we now are inside the final 100 laps, or excuse me, 100 miles of the Daytona 500. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. Sports Image has a complete 1996 line of Dale Earnhardt and GM Goodwrench racing apparel and souvenirs, a 24-page full-color catalog featuring an exciting variety of t-shirts, hats, jackets, and more can be yours free by calling Sports Image at 800-342-7612. Four drivers will go to the garage area due to this accident. Robert Presley, Morgan Shepard, Jeff Bodine are out of the event here this afternoon. Joining us here in the booth is Jim Johnston, the chairman of the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company Worldwide. And, Jim, I notice you've been, you've been watching this thing with, with the intensity that we have for the last uh, 30 minutes here. This is unreal racing. Barney, this is a tremendous way to kick off the new season. I know the crowd here today, I think they said approximately 180,000 fans. I, I can't remember how long you've been coming down here to Daytona, but it's a pretty good while. It jumps by tens of thousands every year, doesn't it? It sure does. I, I tell you, when I got out here this morning, my heart started pumping. I was as excited as anybody in the stands. One of your cars doing pretty good, or your car out there, the Camel car today, is doing a good job. Well, it looks like we have a kinder, gentler Jimmy Spencer this season, and he's uh, staying away from the wall. Yeah, he's done a great job here today, and uh, Wayne Robertson, who was with you here in the booth, told me just a moment ago, just before that caution came out, we might try and go the distance on fuel and not have to make another stop. That went out the window in a hurry for him. Yeah, it sure did. But I tell you, the car's running well and Jimmy's driving well, so we're we're real proud of the way the Camel car is starting this season. Well, Jim, we'll let you get back downstairs and watch the finish on this thing because i got a feeling it's going to be a hair raiser. Yeah, it sure looks like it's going to be a tremendous finish today. Well, it's good to see you, Bernie. All right, thanks for stopping by, Jim. Thank Jim you. Johnston, the chairman of R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Worldwide, here with us in the booth this afternoon. And uh, everybody that comes in here that's pressing up against the wind has been that kind of race all day. Yeah, been an exciting race. Ricky Craven will be the race leader now. He won the race off of pit lane. Eli looked to me like he might have taken just fuel on that stop. That looked like it was such a quick uh, pit stop for him, and you might as well roll the dice as well as the car is running. You're pushing now towards, what, the final 38 laps or so. So you roll the dice and see what happens. You've worked too long to come up shy. The front of the field after the series of pit stops will be Craven in the top spot now, last year's Rookie of the Year. Running in the second spot will be Dale Earnhardt, Michael Waltrip third, Rusty Wallace showing up in the fourth spot, and Dale Jarrett fifth. And you've got Mark Martin, Ken Schrader, Jimmy Spencer, Ricky Rudd, and Kyle Petty rounding out the top ten. Bill Elliott will be 11th, Wally Dallenbach 12th, Jeremy Mayfield 13th, Jeff Burton 14th, and how about Dave Marcus running in the 15th position on the lead lap at this point, one of 20 cars that are being shown on the lead lap. The rest of those on the lead lap include Darrell Waltrip, Ted Musgrave, Bobby Labonte, and uh, they're showing still Lake Speed and Jeff Purvis's cars as being on the lead lap. We'll follow up those cars involved in this most recent caution. Let's go back downstairs. I'm just, down with uh, David Smith, crew chief for Dale Earnhardt. David, different strategy for your team. 
Well, the car's still pretty good. Uh, we didn't want to get caught back in the back if everybody else took two. So we're good with two tires. Uh, we're full of gas. We don't got to worry about that. The way this draft is working right now, you just got to find your partner, and hopefully uh, at the end you'll be in the right place. That's uh, Dale Earnhardt's crew chief, uh, David Smith. Uh, farther on down the pit lane, Bill Elliott took four tires. Another, another player in that draft, Kenny Schrader, he also took four tires. Winston Kelly? Well, we've stepped into the crew uh, to talk to Charlie Presley, who's the crew chief on Ricky Craven's car. Gas only. How about the strategy? Can the tires make it? Oh, yeah. Tire, tire wear. Goodyear's got an excellent tire here. We haven't seen any problems all day. You know, we're hurting a little bit there by ourselves. If we get with the right partner, the car is fast. We uh, elected to go for the track position to override the tires. Car handling pretty decent. Have you got enough to hold off Dale Earnhardt? <laughs> Nobody has enough when he's right. That's the word from Charlie Presley. He's the crew chief on Ricky Craven's car. Rusty Wallace posted in fourth. He also got gasoline only. Behind the wall, Charlie uh, Robert Presley sitting with a lot of damage to the front of his car. Morgan Shepard rolled behind the, uh, into the garage area, as did Chad Little. Today's broadcast of the Daytona 500 being heard. Motor Racing Network for the first time on our new station in Peoria, Illinois, WIRL Radio, Mayfield, Kentucky. Say hello to WNGO joining us for the first time today in Duluth, Minnesota. It's WEBC Radio. And our new station in Baltimore, Maryland, WJFK AM. Glad to have you all as part of our coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series from Daytona. Still working the sixth caution of the day. Won't be long before we'll be in Atlanta for the Atlanta Motor Speedway's opening weekend of 19. 1996, Ed Clark, who's the vice president, or excuse me, president now and general manager. I need to congratulate you on that, uh, of the Speedway. He's got uh, a lot of things going on when we get set to join you up there in early March. Well, absolutely, and I hope we can take some of this Daytona weather up there in about yeah. three weeks. Uh, great weather, fantastic race, and we're just so thrilled to see old Bill Elliott, Georgia boy, back up front down here today. You've got a triple header of racing coming up at your Speedway when we, when we come up to see. I know it's a busy schedule. It's, it's a very ambitious schedule. We've got uh, Goody's Pole qualifying on Friday along with the APCO Easy Care 300 ARCA race. Of course, the Bush Light 300 on Saturday for the Bush cars. And, and then finish it all up with the Pure Later 500 and the Winston Cup guys on Sunday. It's going to be a uh, full day for all the inspectors and people who put this show on. But it's going to be a great weekend for the fans. And we look forward to it. And I'm sure the ticket office at the Speedway is open if you would like to make your plans to join us at uh, the Atlanta Motor Speedway for Pure Later 500 weekend. Good to see you, Ed. Good to see you guys. Uh, great show. We look forward to seeing Atlanta in a few weeks. Appreciate it. Look forward to being there. Ed Clark, the president and general manager of the Atlanta Motor Speedway, will be there for the Pure Later 500 about a month from now. 35 laps to go in the Daytona 500. The green flag is just waved. The field is in one. Ricky Craven shows the way, getting by Johnny Benson's lap car down on the inside. Dale Earnhardt is second. Michael Walter rides along third. Rusty Wallace fourth. Dale Jarrett now in fifth off turn two. Ricky Craven about to feel a lot of pressure. All kinds of traffic is lined up behind him up in the outside lane of the racetrack as the drivers on the lead lap try to advance. But still, Johnny Benson's car is there inside. Dale Jarrett making a slick move to the outside of one machine. Now down low to the inside of Michael Walter. But a lap car shuts him down. Johnny Benson is on the inside, but it's three wide off the corner. Jarrett looks to the bottom of Benson's car off of Turner. Number four, Benson is sandwiched in between Michael Waltrip to his outside. Here goes Jarrett around to his inside. Now Jarrett in need of drafting help. Ricky Craven moves down in front of him. Earnhardt, meantime, jumps to the outside of Craven for the lead. Earnhardt grabs the lead, going to turn one, taking the outside lane without drafting help. Here's Morgan Shepard trying to follow suit. He, too, to the outside of Ricky Craven. He'll get a nose out in front of the battle for second. Rusty Wallace and Dale Jarrett right behind him. They, too, are side by side. Now here comes Michael Waltrip into the mix. He works up to the outside 
inside lane of the racetrack. He's got Rusty Wallace right behind him. They kick Ricky Craven out of line. Here's Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett down to the inside of the racetrack. Three wide as he climbed the banking. Blows by Ricky Craven. Now he's side by side with Rusty Wallace for third. What little give and take has been out there today has gone out the window now. It's going to be all take from here to the checkered flag. Earnhardt is in front. Right behind him rides Michael Waltrip. Good scramble for third place between Rusty Wallace right now and Dale Jarrett. They get real tight in turn one. Rusty gets some drafting help in the outside lane. It's going to pay off. Mark Martin falls in behind Rusty's Ford down to the inside now. Dale Jarrett, he'll pull even with Rusty Wallace. The race for third. Jarrett advances. He'll grab third. Here's Craven coming back to battle for fourth. Now Craven is trapped down to the inside. Quickly traffic forms up behind him. Dale Jarrett steps right back in front of him. Why? Because Jarrett's on the run past Michael Waltrip. He'll blow by Waltrip, grab the second position. Waltrip drops down to defend, but here comes Ricky Craven's green and white Chevrolet. He's side-by-side with Waltrip for third. Bill Elliott, who led some in that last segment of the race, is caught back in traffic now, as are several other cars who might get up and contend for the win if they can shake free. At the head of the pack, Earnhardt, single file with Jarrett, Ricky Craven, and Ken Schrader. Now they're side-by-side, double-wide from fourth spot on back. And for third spot, Schrader's going to go after Ricky Craven, taking the outside lane. Further back, you've got Johnny Benson's lap car. He's holding the inside lane while Michael Walter tries to advance on him. Jeff Burton also getting back in the mix. He picks off the fifth spot from Rusty Wallace. Up toward the front of the pack now. Here's Dale Jarrett. He tightens up right up behind the race leader, Dale Earnhardt. If Earnhardt's going to turn up the wick, he'll have to find something more to shake free. Ricky Craven taking another stab at third up to the top of the banking. There's Ken Schrader. Craven on the inside. Side by side again for the third spot off turn four. Boy, what a great day for a lot of drivers, namely Ricky Craven, Jeff Burton, Jimmy Spencer, and Dave Marcus all up in that lead pack getting their day in the sun here at Daytona as the laps wind down. 169 go on the scoreboard. Earnhardt takes them back to the west end of the track in turn one. Front four cars momentarily single file, but that doesn't last long. Schrader steps out of line first. He'll go for the second spot. Schrader climbs the banking in turn two up alongside Dale Jarrett. Michael Walter ball by himself back and forth. Side by side for fifth. It's Rusty and Mark Martin. They stay door to door down the back stretch. Right behind Rusty comes Ricky Craven's car. There goes Ricky Rudd around his outside and Jeff Burton part of that mix as well. Bold move for Michael Waltrip as he climbs the banking. Three wide. He'll blow by Dale Jarrett. Now he's in the battle for second off the fourth turn. Michael Waltrip got nicked up in an accident a little bit earlier on. Wrinkled up the right front quarter of his Ford. It doesn't seem to have affected anything. Side by side for second. Michael Waltrip and Dale Jarrett inside. On the outside lane, Ken Schrader there leading the charge. Three wide behind them into one. Schrader's going for the lead. Climbing the banking of turn one. His Chevy up alongside Earnhardt Chevy. The nose out in front for the Budweiser machine. Ken Schrader has got the outside spot. Earnhardt hard down on the inside. Dead even off turn two. Couple of Chevrolets battling it out for the race lead. Now here comes some help for Ken Schrader. It'll come in the form of Mark Martin's car. Here's Dale Jarrett down inside behind Dale Earnhardt. A dead even drag race for the lead as they climb the banking. To the inside is Dale Earnhardt. Now he'll pick up some drafting help. Dale Jarrett is there as they race off the turn. 29 laps remain of the Daytona 500. It's been a dandy most of the day, particularly for these last 10 laps. Earnhardt dives to the bottom of the racetrack. Schrader's in the high groove. They both have drafting help. Who's got the biggest engine heading into turn number one? Let's see. Got a curious couple of Chevys getting drafting help from a couple of Fords, but now it all shakes out in turn one. Schrader slides out in front with help from Mark Martin. Earnhardt left in the dust down on the inside. He's not through yet, though. Here's Earnhardt going for second off turn two. Here's Earnhardt diving down to the inside. He's got Martin.
Mark Martin coming up just off his flank, up toward the outside lane of the racetrack. Jeff Burton, Dale Jarrett, Michael Waltrip all pushing from behind. Dale Jarrett hooks up behind Dale Earnhardt. Now the inside draft forms up single file. Caught out to the outside is Mark Martin. He'll be battling for third off the turn. Here comes Ken Schrader to officially reassume the lead at the start-finish line at lap number 172. 28 laps to go. Earnhardt, Dale Jarrett, and Michael Waltrip are single file behind him. Now they're side-by-side for the fifth position. Wally Dallenbach beginning to move back to the front. He's inside of Mark Martin. Wally Dallenbach hooked up once again after falling back to the field for the last 30, 40 laps or so. Now he's battling for the fifth position. To the inside lane goes Dallenbach. Looking for help from Bill Elliott, who's right behind him on the backstretch. Dallenbach is the first car out of line. His white Ford tucked inside of Mark Martin's red, white, and blue Ford. The front four cars run single file off the end of the backstretch. Here's Bill Elliott getting it cranked up again. Tucks in line behind Wally Dallenbach as they race into turn number four. Here they come off the corner. No room to make the move. Everybody in the, in the garage area this morning predicting we might see a strange Daytona 500. We have that. A lot of names that haven't been at the front of the pack in a while right in there very much right now going for the win in the 500. There are still some 20 cars on the lead lap. Breakaway of three cars down in turn one. Still battling from fifth on back. Mark Martin, Wally Dallenbach, Jeff Burton there along with Bill Elliott, Ricky Rudd, and Jimmy Spencer in the mix. Up front, though, a three-way battle. Ken Schrader, Dale Earnhardt, and Dale Jarrett. Three-way battle now becomes a three-car breakaway, in fact, as they work midway down the backstretch. Up front with the lead, here's Schrader. Earnhardt, no move this time by Jarrett rides third. Here's Wally Dallenbach trying to make a move to the inside of Mark Martin. Can't get it done. Michael Waltrip drops his car down to the inside of the waste track. Waltrip is fourth off turn four. The no-tire change strategy for Ricky Craven and Rusty Wallace on the last set of caution flag pit stops does not appear to have paid off at this time. The two-tire strategy that Dale Earnhardt employed so far hasn't worked out too bad, but we still have a lot of laps to go left in the 500. Schrader, the race leader, back in one. Earnhardt rides second, third now Dale Jarrett, fourth Morgan Shepard, and fifth Wally Dallenbach. Sixth is Elliott, all those cars now running single file. From seventh on back, though, they stack up. Jimmy Spencer's down to the inside of Mark Martin. Spencer down to the inside. He looks for a little drafting help on the inside lane to get by Martin. Here comes Jeremy Mayfield to the inside. Here goes the battle for the lead off in turn three. Down to the inside of the racetrack is going to be Dale Jarrett, it'll turn into a battle for second as Earnhardt blows on by. Dale Jarrett gets second. Now, here's the battle for third off turn four. Door to door, they come off the corner. Again, Michael Waltrip sandwiched in out to the wall, but he gets it back in a straight line, and he will take third position away. Wally Dollenbach diving to the inside, almost makes contact, and he's going to take over third place. Johnny Benson got the right side of his Pontiac into the wall off of turn number four, scuffed it up. He is off the pace. Dale Earnhardt got really loose exiting the trioval. It has cost him the lead. Dale Jarrett has gone back in front. He's brought Wally Dallenbach with him to the second spot. Now 24 laps to go from the Daytona International Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Closing in on the finish of the 38th running of the Daytona 500, it has been a dandy so far. 15 different drivers have changed the lead 32 times in the race. Right now it is Dale Jarrett who is out in front. Dale Earnhardt holding down the second spot. Wally Dallenbach running in third. Michael Waltrip and Ken Schrader are racing side-by-side for the fourth and fifth positions. Members of the media in attendance at today's race are going to vote the Goodies Headache Award. Later on, $1,500 going to the driver they deem has suffered the hardest luck during today's race or in the preparation 
preparation for it. Plus, a donation will be made to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, in the name of the Goodies Headache Award winner. Field now crossing the start-finish line. About to put lap 179 on the board as it is scored. There are now 21 laps to go. See, oh, one car into the wall halfway down the straightaway, beginning to bob and weave as they work to turn one. Working his way midway through the pack, the car got into the outside wall halfway down the short chute. It is the Jeremy Mayfield car. Somehow he managed to hold on to that machine while everybody else behind him dodged and weaved a very close call headed into the corner. Yeah, that could have been a bad one. They were three deep going into the turn when he hit the wall, bounced out in the middle of the racetrack, and cars went scattering like a covey of quail there for just a moment, but miraculously, everybody keeps them in a straight line. We've seen that kind of racing for the last hour here at Daytona. Here comes the lead pack off turn number four, getting ready to put 180 laps on the board. That'll give us 20 to go. Dale Jarrett still the leader, Earnhardt rides second, Wally Dahlenbach, a very solid third, six-car breakaway over to turn two. They go to the outside to get by Ernie Irvin, slower car, going into turn number one, Jarrett now with the lead, Earnhardt takes a higher line, going into the turn, peaks to the outside, he'll get back in single file, Schrader's the one that steps out of line, he's going for third for Wally Dahlenbach, but now he too gets back in single file. Earnhardt in the Chevrolet, rides in the second spot, he's got a couple of Fords wrapped around either bumper, he's got Jarrett just in front, Dahlenbach just behind. Ken Schrader trying to take advantage of Dolan back. As he tucks down to the inside of the racetrack, Ken Schrader all by himself to the top of the banking. But now we'll have some help. Here comes Mike Waltrip. Morgan Shepard returns to the race. The Remington car spending 20 laps behind the wall for repairs after being involved in a multi-car spin on lap 159. At the start-finish line, it is side-by-side side for the third spot still. Wally Dallin back inside of Ken Schrader. The drafting help is behind Schrader. Front two cars able to spread away because of that side-by-side side racing. Jarrett now gets around the Jeremy Mayfield car who's rolling slowly down at the inside of the track. Earnhardt tracking him off turn number two. Schrader's there. Now here comes the Dallin back and Michael Walter battle. Those cars all working up toward the outside lane of the racetrack with one exception. Wally Dahlenbach is trapped out of line. He got caught inside. That will cost him. He backslides to six. Dale Earnhardt trying to get a run on Dale Jarrett as they climb the banking, but Dale Jarrett keeps it glued right down to the inside lane. Front six cars, single file off the turn. Laps are winding down. There'll be 18 to go for the leader this time when he crosses the line. Dale Jarrett brings him back down. Earnhardt takes that weave down toward the bottom of the racetrack, trying to shake up the draft just a little bit. Now it is a five car breakaway with an interval of maybe six or seven car lengths back to the sixth place machine in front of Joe Moore. Mark Martin is that sixth place machine. He's the one who looks down on the inside momentarily, sees a slower car. Robert Presley occupying that lower lane, so Martin gets back in line and all of them work single file off turn two. Leaders on to the back stretch. Here's Dale Jarrett. He shuffles down toward the inside. Quickly, he has to change lanes on the run to go wide and clear the lap car of Brett Bodine. Dale Earnhardt again trying to take advantage of that situation as Dale Jarrett opens up the inside lane, but now he snaps it back down to the bottom of the racetrack. Nobody steps out of line, but here comes Jimmy Spencer to the inside. Darrell Waltrip has just turned the Western Auto car into the garage area. A puff of smoke last lap by. Apparently an engine problem has sent Darrell out of the race. He is now the 11th car behind the wall for the afternoon. Let's set the front of the field for you. It is Dale Jarrett with uh, Ken Schrader, Dale Earnhardt, Mark Martin, Michael Waltrip, Wally Dallenbach, Jimmy Spencer, 
Bill Elliott, those two cars in the lead draft, along with Ted Musgrave, who's now running in the ninth position. You've got Jeff Burton running 10th, Ricky Craven, also Jeff Purvis, Ricky Rudd, Lake Speed, Dave Marcus, Rusty Wallace, Bobby Labonte, and Kyle Petty. Those are the 18 cars on the lead lap who will decide the Daytona 500 this afternoon. The front five are strung out single file. Then Wally Dallenbach's about 10 car lengths back in the sixth position, and they're side-by-side side for seventh, where Jimmy Spencer has been trying to claw his way to the front. Jimmy's done a real good job here today, keeping his nose clean, driving a good sanitary race, so to speak. He's had a good handling race car, but he hasn't had anybody to draft with that many times. He lost about three positions coming through three and four, got down to the inside. Now he picks up a draft going back into turn number one, but he's lost a lot of spots. They're back to two. He's racing along in the ninth position with uh, Jeff Purvis, trying to grab that spot. Had a good battle with uh, Wally Dollenbach going the last time they passed us here. The two cars made contact. Now Spencer again going after Dollenbach off turn two. After that contact the last time by, those cars and a couple of others lost some ground to that lead draft of five cars. Now here's Ted Musgrave chasing Dollenbach. Ted Musgrave tucks down to the inside of the racetrack. Meanwhile, Bill Elliott trying to make it a McDonald's drive through as he tucks down to the inside of Ricky Craven. Here they come off the corner, side by side. Racing for the 11th position now as the front nine cars in front of them are in single file order. Across the start-finish line, now 15 laps to go. Lap 185 on the board. Dale Jarrett trying to win a second Daytona 500. Leads the field in one. Lead draft has to go wide to get by the slower car of Elton Sawyer this time as they come to the corner. Everyone safely and cleanly by that car. The front five cars break away. They've got six car links back to the sixth and seventh place cars. That's Dolan back and Ted Musgrave. No one steps out of line this time down the backstretch. They will stay single file. Everyone through the top five cars fairly tightly bunched, nose to tail. Right down to the inside of the racetrack. Nobody taking any risks at this point. Here comes Dale Jarrett off the corner. He's got Dale Earnhardt right on his tire tracks. Coming back down to the line and looking down on pit road, everybody that's in the pits, whether your car's up in that lead draft or not, is watching this race unfold. Let's find out what's going on on pit road, Jim Phillips. Well, I'm down in Dale Earnhardt's pit. Richard Childress, your second. What's it going to take to get that first spot? Are you going to have to have some help? Yeah, I think you got to have help to get up through there. You know, it's just depends on how, how racy they get behind us and how racy Schrader gets. You know, it's uh, right now it just depends on what everybody's doing. Okay, the last time you only took two tires, has that made any difference so far? Did uh, Dale said anything about the car? No, the car's just fine. You know, we're just, uh, it just depends on how they end up in the draft. He's got to have some help. Eli Gold. We're standing with Larry McReynolds while Todd Parrott, the crew chief for Dale Jarrett, looks over some numbers. Larry, you have enough to keep the man behind you? I don't know. That's a pretty good line lined up behind him there. And uh, there's a couple of Fords in there, but you got to believe that... Uh, that black car and that red car, they're, they're scheming right there. It's just, you know, we want to be leading this thing like we are right now, but uh, I'm afraid we might have went to a gunfight with a knife if we ain't careful here with that line that's behind us. We just have to see what happens. What he's really got to be careful is not let him check up and him get any distance on him. That'll let him get a run on him. The concern obviously is not only the strength of the car, but the make of the cars behind you, and it's Earnhardt and Schrader and Chevys trailing Jarrett's Ford. At the Daytona International Speedway, closing in on the final miles of the Daytona 500, lap number 190 of 200 has been scored off of turn number four. Dale Jarrett, the race leader, the 1993 winner of the event, trying to hold off a charge of about 10 cars behind him and see if he can win the 500 again. Nine laps to go. Jarrett, Earnhardt, Schrader, Elliott, single file, working their way back to one. Earnhardt already trying some tricks. Last time down the back straightaway, he ducked to the inside, kind of faked a move, then fell back to the outside. 
outside lane. For now, he's right on the tire tracks of Dale Jarrett. Off turn number two, down the back straightaway. Here they hit in turn number three. They're three wide, back for sixth. Three wide battling back behind the top five cars. Jeff Burton's car goes three wide. Wally Dollenbach cut in the middle, and then Ted Musgrave on the outside. Jeff Burton gets the advantage and some drafting help from behind. There's Bill Elliott. He helps him out. Burton blows by, picks up three positions. Elliott tags along off the turn. And Wally Dollenbach gets sandwiched in the middle, and he'll lose about three positions as they come down to the line. It is still Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, and Kenny Schrader. Uh, we've heard from a couple of the top contenders down in the pits. Let's see if we can get a word right now out of Kenny Schrader's pit. Phil Hammer's crew chief. Look what you've got yourself into now. You're in the middle of the battle for the Daytona 500. What's Kenny saying? Can he do it? Uh, Kenny, Kenny just waiting. He said it ain't time yet. He called two laps ago, said it's not time yet. So when it gets to be time, I guess we'll know. Kenny's, it's up to him now. We got him this far. Kenny Schrader will take the Budweiser Chevrolet wherever it's going from here. Kenny holding on the mat all the way around this racetrack. Kenny hasn't lifted all day. He says the car is right where he wants it right now. It just, just depends. He says where you are and who you're with at the end. It just whoever gets the last hole is going to win this race. That's the story from the Kenny Schrader pit. Here comes that eight-car draft off turn number four and back down to the line. Now Mark Martin decides to make a move. He dives out of line, takes over fourth place, and sets his sights on third down in turn one. Mark Martin's got it hooked up. He grabbed that position right behind him. Now Jeff Burton will follow the lane to the inside. Burton now challenging with Michael Waltrip for that fifth position. Up front, though, it's Jarrett leading Earnhardt. Ken Schrader third, Mark Martin fourth. Earnhardt looks under Jarrett, but there's nothing there. And there's also lap traffic coming into play. Ernie Irvin's car is along the inside lane, and Johnny Benson's car is also dead ahead off the end of the backstretch. Bill Elliott trying to make a move to the inside of Michael Waltrip, but the lap traffic could be a factor. Here's Ernie Irvin's car down to the low side. The inside lane is shut down. Elliott has to squeeze to the top of the banking. Those cars making it very close, trying to get around lap traffic off of turn number four. Down to the start-finish line, a four-car breakaway now. It is Jarrett Earnhardt, Schrader, and Mark Martin. Two car lengths back to Jeff Burton. Six laps to go in the Daytona 500. The leaders in one. Earnhardt nor Schrader showing their hand at this point. Just following Dale Jarrett's lead through turn one. Over to turn number two. Jarrett with two car links on Earnhardt. Schrader again drops down low. Peaks underneath Earnhardt but gets back in line quickly on the backstretch. Two Fords and two Chevrolets make up the top four in the running order. Here they come again. Headed down toward turn number three. No one steps out of line. They all chase Jarrett. Dale Earnhardt and Ken Schrader waiting for the opportunity. Mark Martin back in the four spot. Nobody stepping out of line. They track their way off turn four, single file. You talk about who has the strongest car. Nobody has a weak car up in that front pack and has not had all day long. Back down to the line, Jarrett by a car length. Earnhardt rides back in the second spot. Kenny Schrader still very strong as the front four ease back into turn number one. And for the moment, I got a feeling, Joe, they're going to try and run nose to tail and get a little breathing room and make it a four-way battle for the for the shootout here instead of about eight or ten. I don't think they're going to be able to do that, Barney, because that second pack is catching up. That second pack consisting of Jeff Burton, Bill Elliott, Ricky Rudd, and Wally Dollenbach along with Ted Musgrave. They're starting to tighten up and close in on that front four. Here comes the lead draft, about a ten-car freight train now. Everyone chasing Jarrett. No one steps out of line. Jeff Burton with a pretty good run down the back straightaway. Bill Elliott there for some drafting help, but he eases off just a bit as he tucks in line. Everybody stays single file. Back to the stripe. Tip of the cap to Jeff Purvis, who spun off of turn number four in a multi-car accident on lap 159, managed to stay on the lead lap. Now he's running 
in the 12th position right behind Jimmy Spencer. The top eight cars all bunched tightly together. Coming up on lap traffic now as they head for turn one with four laps to go. Nose to tail, forced to go to the outside as they close in on some slower traffic in the corner. That traffic now works the outside lane. They may be squeezed down to the inside. Jarrett takes the wide lane. Looking up high, Earnhardt peeks down low but falls back in line. The cars of Ward Burton and Kyle Petty are dead ahead. Burton drops down near the apron. He allows that lead draft to come by. Now they close up on Kyle's car. Dale Jarrett picking the lanes. He'll take it down to the inside of the racetrack. Kyle Petty moves up to the high side. So the lead draft is allowed to scoot right down to the bottom of the racetrack off the fourth turn. And usually all the planning that you've done all week, no matter who you've talked to to draft with or whatever, goes out the window the last three or four laps. And we're almost down to that. Three to go as they head back to turn number one. Here's Earnhardt. Maybe time to go. He took a look to the inside, but he squeezes back in single file in turn one. What he may also be doing, Barney, is waiting to see what Schrader's going to do if he steps out of line. For now, he'll fall back in line, single file. Jarrett has the lead by a car length over Earnhardt. Earnhardt takes that lower line up off the corner, scoots racket back in behind the rear deck of the Ford off two. Still waiting to see who the first one will be to step out of line among those first six or seven cars. Again, this time by, no one steps out of position. Front four cars, track right down to the inside of the racetrack. Nobody out of line. Here's Burton tightening it up again. Bill Elliott still waiting in the wings as they head back to the start-finish line. Now just five miles to go in the Daytona 500. Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt. Here is Earnhardt looking to the outside as they come to the start-finish line. Two more laps around. Schrader third, Martin fourth, Jeff Burton running fifth. All bunched tightly together working to the outside of lap traffic in one. Nose to tail, climbing the banking of turn number one. Ford leads Chevrolet, Chevrolet, then another couple of Fords, all single file. Off turn number two, they've cleared the lap traffic. Earnhardt again takes the lower lane, looks underneath Jarrett, but Jarrett slams the door. A fake from Earnhardt. He started to go to the inside, then he backed out, changed directions, now tucks back up in the line behind Dale Jarrett. He stays that way over to turn three. A white flag is eminent, but nobody shows their hand except Elliott. He dives to the high side of the racetrack. Wally Dollenbach moves to the inside, but the front sticks are still single file. Wally Dollenbach about to pick up one position. Here they come down to the line. White flag, two and a half miles to settle the Daytona 500. It's Jarrett by half a car length, Earnhardt, and Schrader. Who's going to help whom down in turn one? Let's find out. After 18 years of trying, can Earnhardt make it work? For now, Jarrett's got control. He leads him for the last time through turn one. Into turn number two, Earnhardt so far, right into behind the back deck, not stepping out of line, but now Earnhardt drops down low off two. A fake and a drive from Earnhardt. He started to the inside of Jarrett, then he surfaced to the outside. Again, he cuts low. Jarrett follows every maneuver. He still has the lead in turn three. Dale Jarrett on the defensive, tucks it down to the inside of the racetrack. Everybody's shuffling to the inside, to the outside, but there's no lane. Dale Jarrett driving for the win of the Daytona 500. Here is Earnhardt looking low off four. Jarrett blocks. Earnhardt looks wide. Jarrett is there. Coming to the line, the winner of the 38th Daytona 500 is Dale Jarrett. Dale Earnhardt will finish second in a dramatic last lap run with Ken Schrader getting third, Mark Martin fourth, and Jeff Burton will come home fifth, and a wild last lap that Dale Jarrett puts every block he knows on to hold off Dale Earnhardt for a win in the Daytona 500. Let's go to Pit Road. The celebration goes on, Todd Parrott, you start out you get a Bush Clash victory in the Daytona 500. What a way to start it out. Congratulations. <laughs> this is awesome, man. Daytona, baby. I love you. This is great. The Daytona 500. What about Dale Jarrett and the job he did today? He did a heck of a job. What were you guys talking about on the radio those last five laps? The last five laps, I was just telling him, you know, every lap, trying to count it down to him, you know, and he held them guys off. 
Unbelievable. Thank, I just got to thank the good Lord for looking over us and taking care of this whole Robert Yates organization all winter. Rookie crew chief, rookie team comes home victorious in the Daytona 500. Dale Jarrett will win the Daytona 500 for Dale Earnhardt. He will finish second again. He did it in 84, 93, 95, and again in 96. It'll be Jarrett going to victory lane. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford? Lately, the 1996 Daytona 500 is over. Dale Jarrett took the lead on lap 177, held off Dale Earnhardt's last lap charge, and he will go to victory lane for the second time in this race. He was also the winner of the 1993 event. Earnhardt will finish second, Ken Schrader third, Mark Martin fourth, Jeff Burton in his first run with a third Roush Racing car will get a fifth place. The rest of the top ten unofficially will be Bill Elliott, Ted Musgrave, Ricky Rudd, Michael Waltrip, and Jimmy Spencer will have the full field finish order for you in a short while. Let's check in with some of the top drivers in the, in the race. Before we go to victory lane, we'll go down to the gas pumps, the Unical Station, the Winston Cup Garage, and Winston Kelly. Well, Dale Earnhardt now crawling out of the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. Another whale of a run. Dale, you gave the other Dale a heck of a run there. How about those last few laps? You're kind of sitting there behind him. You made a couple of moves on him, and he blocked. How about those last couple of laps? Right, we just didn't have anything for him. We had a great car today. I'd have to hand it to Spinney and all the guys at the end of the shop and Richard Chiller. So it was a good race today. We did real well. We lost ignition at one time. That's when Ernie bumped me, and he wrecked. Uh, we got the other ignition on, and everything worked out well for us. How about the two-tire stop? Did it change the handling of the car? Did that have any factor in the race? No, the car was uh, really perfect after we made a few adjustments there, and uh, it was a good, a good car for the day. For the fourth time, he finishes second in the Daytona 500, but nonetheless, one of the greatest drivers that's ever been here at Daytona. Yeah, and you can hear a little bit of hurt in Dale Earnhardt's voice because he did have the car. He felt like he had the car to win, but he comes up short one more time. Let's check in with Eli Gold. Mark Martin had a strong fourth-place run here today as he's just climbed out of the Valvoline machine, just catching a uh, breath here. This was a, an exhausting afternoon, as you can well understand. Grabs a sip of water, and he now gets set to talk about this race and a fine finish it was for him. Mark Martin just talking now with some of the team members here. We'll get back with him in just a moment or so as uh, Ken Schrader has now joined us here. Kenny, heck of a finish for you. We can't complain. Speed Week was real good to the Budweiser crew. Uh, Ray uh, helped us a lot, and Jeff and uh, the whole DuPont team and Rick and all the Henrik Motorsports, uh, the Kellogg's car and stuff. And, uh, damn, I think they've revived that 25. I think it's going to run. I believe it will. The, tw the Chevys and the Fords, that was very much part of the story down the stretch. Yeah, but, uh, like, Dale kept wiggling around and, like, motioning, like, why I wasn't going with him. But we weren't going to get nothing done. He couldn't get close enough to the 88 to get anything done. So I figured if we pulled out, I was going on backwards. At the last straightaway, uh, Mark committed to go with me, and I had a good run at Dale. And he did his Daytona back straightaway deal and uh, just had to check up a little bit and take third. But Kenny Schrader, we're very pleased with his run, and Mark Martin has now climbed from the car. Fourth place, not too shabby at all. Mark, congratulations. Well, I think we're all pretty happy here at Roush Racing. Uh, we thank Valvoline and uh, all the guys at Roush Racing and Cummins and Goodyear and uh, Gillette, Bosch, and all the folks of Ford. Uh, 
We had a good run. We had a slow race car and finished fourth with it, so I'm tickled to death with that. Uh, everybody did a great job here today, and we dodged a bunch of bullets, uh, should have wrecked several times and didn't, so uh, it was meant to be for us today. I know you guys tried to hook up, you and Schrader, there on the last lap, but just tough to get stuff done sometimes. Well, that black car was doing a great job of blocking there and uh, was going to cause a wreck to, for anybody to get by, and I think Kenny decided that uh, he'd rather run, uh, you know, uh, run third and, and rather than have a wreck. And, uh, you know, it's right down to the end and everything's pretty tight. So uh, we'll take this thing. We didn't have a good enough car to win a race with today. But Mark Martin, fourth in points, leaving Daytona, heading to Rockingham. Let's go down to victory lane. Dale Jarrett, the last few laps with Dale Earnhardt. You've been there before. Did you ever lift? No, never lifted, never even thought about lifting. He was doing everything he possibly could to make me lift, to get me loose. He got me loose a couple of times, but my car was just so good that I could stay in the throttle and it would hook back up. And, uh, yeah, that's, I'll tell you, yeah, I know he wanted that first victory in the Daytona 500, and, and I hated to see him, of all people, right behind me. But uh, it was a great race. I did everything I could, and, and uh, it was just fun racing. You know, I, I knew I had a strong car, and, and Doug and Robert Yates and all the guys in the engine shop just did such a fantastic job with this engine. That's where I could really pull away a little down the straightaways car was awful good in the corners and boy just what a day for our first time with the ford quality care and ford credit this is something else this is better the second time going in back to qualifying your car was as fast down the straightaway as anybody but you lost the the probably the pole in turns three and four what did you do to really change that around today and make that uh, one of the differences well we made a little bit of an adjustment there we were a little bit too tight in qualifying and that hurt my exit speed there. So uh, we got the car just, we got it off one time today. After the first pit stop, I was a little loose entering the corner and we made a air pressure adjustment. And boy, it was really the wrong way to go. I took the lead for a few laps, but then I fell way back. We just had to work on the car. Todd and the guys kept working on air pressure and, and some wedge adjustment. And uh, we finally got the car to where it would just fly. And, uh, you know, I could go anywhere and, and do anything that I wanted to do with the car. And that was the whole key. Even though this young man, it's his first Daytona 500 as being a crew chief, you had to have a lot of confidence in him in order to win this race. That's exactly right. Todd and Parrott's done a terrific job getting the car to this point and then calling the race today. He did a terrific job there. That's why we hired him. I had a lot of confidence in him. He's going to have a lot more victories as a crew chief, and I hope I'm a part of that. Dale Jarrett wins the 38th Daytona 500. Certainly an exciting afternoon here in Daytona Beach, Florida. Fifteen different drivers changed the lead 30 two times in the 200 laps of the 500. Terry Labonte led the most laps, 44 of the 200. Dale Jarrett led on five different occasions for a total of 41 laps, took the lead for the final time on lap number 177. 31 of the original 43 starters were still running at the end of the race. 15 of them were on the lead lap. Six caution flags for 27 laps. Average speed of the race, 154.125 miles an hour. Let's hear from the fifth uh, place. Go ahead, Jim. We got Robert Yates here, Robert. I'll tell you, it's quite a finish there for you. Your well, second driver. Well, I don't guess he's your second driver. He's just one of your drivers, Dale Jerry. I'll tell you, this business can go up and down really quick. You know, we're so disappointed. Felt like Ernie had, really felt like that team could win. And also, also the 88 car, but, uh, you know, I guess that's advantage of having two cars sometime. But, you know, I still pretty, you know, I sure would like to have, uh, you know, Earnhardt's ignition went out. It wasn't any fault of his. And somebody nailed Ernie from behind. Uh, but anyway, we're happy. I guess we're happy on both ends of the deal. We're happy Ernie is back. Ernie can get the job done. Ernie will be at Rockingham next week and kick at three bunches, butt. and, uh, and man, it's, I'm happy. I mean, it's quality care forward. 
you know, I told him that's what it's about. I mean, this is Ford Chevy racing all my life. That's been Ford Chevy racing. There was some Chrysler's back a while back, but Ford Chevy and uh, our deal is quality care is better than the good wrench. All right, Robert Gates, the winning car owner here this afternoon. Pretty All emotional right. down there. Yes, he is. Robert, very happy over scoring another Daytona 500 win as a car owner. Let's see if we can get a word from the fifth-place finisher. Uh, we absolutely can. He just told one of the crew members, not a bad start, and that's probably the understatement of the day. Jeff Burton, new team, fifth-place finish. Congratulations. How about today's run? Well, I tell you what, we're really excited to uh, come out here for the first time and excited forward and get to the front, run to the front. and make, I made a few mistakes in the pits, but we were able to overcome them. So uh, as long as we can overcome mistakes, we're okay. I tell you, you got a good motor, you got a good team, but you got to give a tip of the hat to the driver as well. You kind of fell back there and able to work your way back up. Kind of describe what went through your mind in the drafting situation to get you back up into the top five. Well, I guess you can uh, say the driver got to the back, but he, I mean to the front, but he also got to the back. So I sure didn't do everything right, but it's just it's hard for me to imagine what he finished fifth today. We we started three months ago. There was no cars in the race shop. There were no tools in the race shop. And uh, Jack Roush and Buddy Parrott put a pe bunch of people together that uh, just did a one hell of a job. That's the only way I can describe it. They just did a, uh, a job that I just don't think will be matched. Not a bad day for the Parrott family. One crew chief comes home in victory lane. Another one with a new team comes home fifth. Jeff Burton with a strong run in the Exide Batteries Ford. Members of the media covering today's Daytona 500 have voted the Goody's Headache Award of $1,500 to John Andretti, and that's a deserving award. $250 donation is also going to be made to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, from Goody's Headache Powders and Tablets in the name of John Andretti. It's time for Barney and I to select the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award winner, getting $500 from Ray Bestest, the official breaks of NASCAR and Barney, that's uh, a tough one to call. I guess I'd have to give that to Sterling Marlin. A uh, bad break when he had the engine problem kept him from winning the uh, third straight Daytona 500. He was certainly in position. Well, that's certainly a consideration on the other side of the coin. On a good break, Jeff Purvis had a couple of day, almost went out of the event early a couple of times, got caught up in a couple of accidents, salvaged the car, went back out there, and just kept digging all day long. And Purvis comes home in 12th position, so... Yeah, that would be a good nomination I'll go, for I'll go with that. a good break. We'll give Jeff Purvis the $500 from the folks at Ray Bestis, the official breaks of NASCAR, as the winner of the Break of the Race Award, Jeff Purvis, with a nice afternoon coming back from some adversity in the final half of the race. More of the post-race awards being handed out. Todd Parrott, the winning crew chief, has also been given the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award, the $2,000 from Western Auto, the official parts and service store of NASCAR. Todd's also going to pick up $2,000 from the folks at Plasticoat, the winning finish award for the day, $2,000 dollars given out every week to the winning crew chief and Todd Parrott picks that up this afternoon. Kent Schrader took the $10,000 Gatorade Front Runner Award. He was the race leader at halfway and now it's time for us to run down the final finishing order for you from the 38th Daytona 500. Dale Jarrett gets his second Daytona 500 win and Dale Earnhardt comes up second in the running order here this afternoon just barely missing his first Daytona 500 and he's going to get that thing one of these days. Finishing third, Kenny Schrader. Mark Martin runs fourth. Jeff Burton finished fifth. Wally Dollenbach uh, comes out of here in a good position this afternoon. He will be credited with sixth-place run. Ted Musgrave, seventh. Bill Elliott posted an eighth-place finish. Ricky Rudd was ninth. Michael Waltrip, tenth. Jimmy Spencer, eleventh. Jeff Purvis, twelfth. Ricky Craven finished 13th, Lake Speed 14th, 15th to Dave Marcus. Rusty Wallace was 16th, and Bobby Labonte was 17th. Those 17 cars did finish on the lead lap. 
Finishing 18th was Kyle Petty, 19th to Jeremy Mayfield. Bobby Hamilton finished 20th. Kenny Wallace finished 21st. Hutt Strickland, 22nd. Johnny Benson, 23rd. Terry Labonte, 24th. And Elton Sawyer round out the top 25. 26th goes to Ward Burton with Steve Grissom, 27th. Rick Mass, 28th. Daryl Waltrip, 29th. And Robert Presley, 30th. 31st to Morgan Shepard. Brett Bodine is credited with 32nd. 33rd, Chad Little. 34th, Jeff Bodine and Ernie Irvin, 35th. 36th was Loy Allen. 37th, Mike Wallace. John Andretti finished 38th. Joni Macek, 39th. Sterling Marlin finishes 40th with Derek Cope, 41st. Jeff Gordon, 42nd. And Dick Trickle, 43rd. And the last finisher in this Daytona 500. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series opens its 1996 campaign on Sunday, March 17th at the Homestead Motorsports Complex in South Florida. Hope that uh, you will drop by for that down at Ralph Sanchez's fine mile-and-a-half track. All events on TV, and then the series will have its own national radio network also. Please check the local listings in your area. The uh, Challenge 420 is at uh, 12 noon Eastern time on the Truck Radio Network. Testing is this week at Homestead Motorsports Complex for many of the Truck Series of the Truck Series competitors. Last night, the NASCAR Slim Jim All-Pro Series ran the Tampa Bay Auto Auction 200 at the Volusia County Speedway. Their season opener, Rick Crawford, took the win over Steve Christian, Robert Powell, Mike Cope, and Ron Young. Their next event, March 16th at Nashville Speedway USA in Tennessee. 200 bucks goes into the coffers of the United Way, courtesy of Bobby Labonte and the folks at Wix Filters. Bobby running all 200 laps today, and so a dollar for each lap he has completed, 200 bucks to the United Way in the Wix Charity Challenge for 1996. We'll total it up after each race throughout the season as Bobby races for money to the United Way from the folks at Wix Filters. A couple of final hellos to some new affiliates joining our MRN uh, NASCAR Radio Network uh, coverage this afternoon for the first time. Syracuse, New York, WHEN Radio in Toledo, Ohio, WTOD. Glad to have you aboard. WZZO in Allentown, Pennsylvania, WPNH in Plymouth, New Hampshire. Say hello in Breckenridge, Texas to KBIL. Williamsburg, Virginia, WPTG, Mount Vernon, Washington, KBRC, and in Casper, Wyoming, KTWO Radio. Glad to have you all with us for Speed Weeks and the 1996 NASCAR Winston. Winston Cup Series season. So Dale Jarrett has won the 38th Daytona 500. It's been an exciting speed week. Now we turn our attention to the North Carolina Motor Speedway in Rockingham and into the heart of the 1996 season. Barney, it uh, should be an exciting year, I I think. Not uh, just this week, but uh, a year. We should see a lot more great racing like we've seen here. There are so many good teams in this business anymore. I don't think we're going to see any dull races this entire year. Alan, I would like to take a minute before we leave the air this afternoon to say hello to Jake Elder, who has been around this business for a long, long time. Uh, Jake has had a, a heart attack this week. Again, we understand, but he's doing well. I think he's still in the hospital up in Charlotte, North Carolina. But I guess at least 25 or 30 people this morning heard about it, and they said, Please say hello to Jake. He's got an awful lot of friends in there. So, Jake, get well in a hurry. And look forward to seeing him uh, back at the racetrack as uh, soon as possible. As we put the wraps on our coverage of Speed Weeks 96, want to thank Sharice Bangler and Joan Rui, who handled the scoring loop for us, our production assistant, Paul Horvath. Thanks to the voices you heard on our broadcast of the Daytona 500 today. Joe Moore, Kurt Becker, and Fred Armstrong, an outstanding job bringing a lot of excitement to you from the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Eli Gold had all the stories on pit road. And for Barney Hall, I'm Alan Bestwick. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations to Dale Jarrett, winner of the 38th Daytona 500. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. 
Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com.